I am ready. Are you ready? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight I got Joe Blow, Joe Schmo. What did we say a minute ago? Dang, that's a lot of rhyming right there. What's up, what's up, Joe? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you guys today? Hanging out, brother. Hanging out. Like it's weird. It's weird. We're here. We're 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 hanging out tonight. We're doing the show. This is the my wife's home. That her very last night shift was last last night. So it's kind of, it's just, it's kind of interesting. We were out hanging out with family and I was like, we got to hustle back, get to the show. And she's already starting to add crap. She's like, well, you know, we could go to Belks and get you some new clothes while everything's on sale. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, we gotta go. We got a show to do. <laughs> we got a show to do. So, and then we got Zach. What's up, dude? I'm back, baby. Hey, yeah. we, should, dance, dance, dance. we should be playing that uh, Aaron Bischoff music. I'm back. Yeah, you've been been a busy boy. Yeah, it's been work has been hectic. I've been putting in like at least seventy hours for like the past four weeks now. Got another. I got another seventy plus hour week ahead of me this week. So, well, so I'm glad somebody's making the money because this (laughs) week all of my loans have been trying to die. I was telling you guys before we started the show, I had. uh, it, you know, it's all still new, but but definitely my most stressful week this week. I had a, appraisals not doing the, uh, or excuse me, appraisers not doing the appraisals they're supposed to do. Um, things not being turned in on time. Closings being uh, postponed. Uh, I had a mistake on a on some documents made by uh, another employee that I had to own and eat, and that caused a whole. A level of shenanigans. It was uh it was definitely a thing, man. So it was, it was, it was a week. It was a week. Sometimes this was one of those weeks where I'm like, all right, I see why everyone, all the loan officers that I've ever met, look like they're about thirty years older than they actually are. <laughs> and you so. already and you already looked about thirty years older than you actually Dang. are. So oh! I am old. <laughs> That's why you have no hair. Oh, that's a uh, that's a choice. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> Why do you it, say it, that? Actually, my wife put, sent me a picture the other day. She was like, "I used to. Uh, I I only did a handful of weddings. I only officiated a handful of weddings, but I did do a few weddings back in the day." And my wife was like, "Oh, I forgot you married this couple." And she sent me the picture, and I had hair ish. And I was just like, you could see straight through it in the pictures. It looks so bad. Like I had such a bad receding hairline. I was like, ugh. I was like, that hair though. She's like, I think it's kind of hot. I was like, oh gosh. I I was 10, 10, 15 years younger and I looked 10 years older than I do now. No, you looked like the big show when he had short hair. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Like I, I was the heavy as a big, big show giant freaking turd monster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, look, 
he looked better with long hair. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny you say that. Uh last week Joe and I we brought back the Russell Cast. Well what? Yeah, uh, damn straight. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Patreon, the Super Loot Bros for this past month or for the month of August is a very, very I would say in-depth state of where WWE is at right now. I think that we did a good job of catching people up. Some of the comments we've gotten on Patreon have been pretty good. Um, but do they want more, Daryl? They always want more. I mean, SummerSlam was actually really good this year. I was, was thoroughly decent. surprised. It was decent. Yeah. Well, what's your What's your take on that? I want to hear what you got to say, Zach. Um. So I think that I'm glad that we did have Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns again, but because their their match this time was different and it was unique and it was actually entertaining. They let them letting Brock have the mic was probably one of the smartest things that they ever did with that feud. Period. Oh, I agree. My man can spit fire if he wants to. If he wants to be involved in something, I feel like he puts his all his heart into it. Like some of his early SmackDown stuff, like when he first let him talk, that stuff was gold. But like like Cowboy Brock is the best Brock. Like he's yeah, he just don't yeah, give 100%. a shit. He's like, I just want to drink beers and kick ass. Well, I mean, he didn't like, get a lot of beers. And he's having a blast. Like the dude is smiling and just doing stuff. Fun stuff like they. It's almost it's wild how they finally. It's almost like they just let him, let him just do, just do whatever you want, and it, I mean, it just it very much resonates with the fans because I've never been a Brock Lesnar fan. Like I never liked him even in his first run. Not and, a fan, huh? No, I've never been. I mean, I liked him in the in, in UFC, but but yeah, like, I've never been a Lesnar fan. But dude, watching this feud, you know, and I can't stand Roman Reigns. But then again. I didn't like Roman Reigns back when he was in the Shield. I never liked Roman Reigns. I never believed in Roman. Uh, never. The, the only Roman I liked was, you know, because, you know, there's there's a certain point where you sympathize for the for him as an actual person, not as a character. And when he came back after beating leukemia for the second time, that was insane. That was just off the Dude, wall there's people out there. There was people out in there saying, like, that was all fake. I'm like, bro, no one's faking leukemia. Calm down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, first it, it, of all, that'd be super disrespectful. That'd be oh, effort, especially not... all how tied they are to the Make a Wish Foundation. Oh my god! And all these people is like, yeah, I want to go and make fun of them. Essentially, using that as a gimmick that wouldn't be good. I, I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I didn't like either one of these guys coming into this, but I definitely have. They've they, wrestling has done what they're supposed to do. They they won me over for Brock. Like I'm a Brock Lesnar fan right now. I like this gimmick. I like what he's doing. And even though it frustrates me to no end that he lost, um, it was cool <laughs> to the Zim lift up a friggin' wrestling ring with a tractor and then sit on it and take pictures and smile and hang out with the camera after the fact. So like, but there was a funny meme that went around. It was like, could you imagine being the person who paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars for those seats and then they lifted the ring up and you couldn't and you see you the couldn't other see side the of the map? I was thinking that yeah, as they were as they're. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, dang, dude, I, I pay like eighteen hundred bucks for these seats. This is great. And then, like thirty seconds later, Brock puts a wrestling ring in your in your main line. <laughs> Breaking news for everybody since we we'll, since we're on the wrestling talk. Um, Wardlow, state TNT champion. That's my boy. Yeah. Um, Get it. I wish Thunder Rosa would have lost her title because she's she just not. I, she's not in. She's not just. She's not an appealing women's champion. Like her story arc was kind of. 
playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of it was kind of like that. Oh, I'm starting. A, it's kind of like that underdog story that we've heard, we've seen a million times. Um, and then uh, Claudio Castagnoli stayed Ring Honor World Champion. So let's go. Dang, that's that's a that's a nice little freaking uh, update on what's happening in wrestling. So you guys all Loot Bros Podcast, you're welcome. You're freaking welcome. All right, we're done. We can. We, all right, we're done with wrestling. We gotta get to get to the yeah. Game let's inside. put a pin in wrestling for now. Who knows? We might come back. But this is the Loot Bros Podcast. We talk about video games. Obviously, we talk about wrestling. We talk about comic books. We talk about this show is actually morphing into more of a general entertainment and nerd culture show. That's perfect. And kind of yeah, it's probably dying. I won't say dying. That's 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 a very dramatic way of looking at. It. But I think that we're dialing back on some of the video game. Uh, well, I won't say some of it. Let's see. Well, we're just going to incorporate all not, of our interests. Is is we're is we're not a you know we're not a newscast. We're we're right. we're a comedy gaming podcast, in my opinion. But I we agree. all I think that's, that's a great that's a great way to sum us up. But we now now you know we've all started. We all have the same hobbies and same interests when it comes to comics and video games. So yeah, no, I'd consider us a now a comedy nerd culture podcast other than a comedy gaming podcast. Well. Well, there you go. There you go. I think that we are definitely morphing our way into that a little bit more and more. And I say we embrace it. I think that uh, there is crossover and all these things. And I think that our audience like is, you know, they like more than just games. Agreed. So that being said. Daryl, what do you have to well, toast my, to this week? I am toasting to a <laughs> handful of things. A, the last man standing, our final Patreon producer. My name is Effing Mayo. I want to toast to this month's and our first ever official Loot Bros podcast game club. Uh, I actually, you know, I didn't, I threw a horror game in the mix when we did the, we did the raffle on the, and I didn't think we'd get it. We got it. Not only did we get it, but oh, it hit at such a good time. I think I, I should go back. I think I might hook up my uh, Xbox 360 and play that. Like, honestly, man, it's a good one. It's a good I one. So, so on toast to the game club, and we uh, we said we do it. We toast to uh, Kalai and Jim uh, tomorrow, as of the time of recording, is Jim's last uh, round of chemo. So, yeah, we wish the best for you, Jim. You are in my prayers, but but I just uh, uh, you know, I like your haircut. So, just want to throw all that <laughs> stuff out there. <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff happening, and yeah, this week's official topic and a little 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 test, little preview. Joe had pitched it in the group earlier in the week, and then MZ kind of doubled down and wrote in, was like, "Hey, kind of want to know our current uh, thoughts on the uh, the DC shakeup." So this week's official topic, I'm going to toast the shakeup because I like what I'm seeing. You guys got anything else you want to toast to? You're out of your mind if you like what you're seeing. Like, oh, there's just Oh, it's going to be murdering everything. We'll get to it, Joe. Save it for twat. <laughs> all right, all right. It's a goddamn bloodbath out there. Here we go. All right, all right. All right. All right. What, are you to- what are you toasting to? Um, I'm toasting the Calabunga collection being like three weeks away. That's what Ooh, I'm toasting to. That's good. It's getting toast closer and closer. Count it down. All right. And I want to toast to, I'm finally freaking back. I've missed both of you and I've missed Goliath. It's been a crazy month. I am just happy uh-huh. to sit down and relax. And I'm also going to toast to Stylin, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about why when we talk about the games we're playing. Dang, you picking favorites? All right, ready? Here we go. Ah, nice little Celsius uh, sparkling water. 
I actually have a summer edition uh, Red Bull. It's strawberry and apricot. It's really good. That's quite a uh, that's quite a combo. All right, so I have not eaten yet. My wife just dropped food in front of my face. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with what we've been playing. Zach, since you haven't been here in a while, we'll let you do the honors, and I'm going to stuff my face like a fat kid. All right, so I'll save the best for last. But uh, I have been playing a little bit here and there. I haven't got to play a whole lot this week. Um, I started I started Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet over. Um, I saw the game. I to get that one. I saw the game on their summer sale. The deluxe edition was on sale for thirteen dollars, and I, so I just picked it up. And I was like, "Yep, we're going to do this. This is this is going to happen." Um, and I started it over, and it's still. It, I have. I feel like it's the best sword art game they've made so far because some of the other ones have just been kind of like duds. They've been kind of just like rewriting the story with with you as the main character, which is kind of eh. Um, but this one has its own standalone story, which is fantastic. Um. And then I, uh, I started. I played a little bit of Dead Space before we recorded. Um, but what I have been absolutely addicted to, and before I say that, I, I've also been playing Apex as usual. Um, I don't know if I have to list that every week, but yeah, that's on, that's on my normal list. Um, but saving the best for last. So in my relax time, because I can play it on my phone, I can play it on my iPad whenever I am bored. Um, I have gotten and delved into Power Wash Simulator. I'm, I'm hopping on the simulator train because Stylin just comes in every week when I'm uh, when I'm streaming and he's like, hey, he's like, man, train sim world two or power wash sim or power wash simulator been whooping my butt. He just that's all he'll talk about is simulators. You know, it's like I haven't played like a real sim in a while, so let me just let me see what this is about. And I started playing it. And I'm just like, this is just mindlessly like enjoyable. It's just, you just sit there and you just do something and it's very satisfying i guess is a good way to put it it's like it's like asmr but i don't i don't need to hear it um so asmr there's chicken bro (laughs) um but that's what i have been playing and other than that well i guess like damn have i been playing anything else i've been i've been reading through my uh i just picked up i didn't know they did it i'm super happy and i shared it with with you guys i picked up the power rangers role-playing game book and uh so it's basically essentially power rangers dungeons and dragons and the book is very interesting and i'm going through it trying to get all the rules and i'm already got ideas in my head for stories it's freaking great popped my creative juices so i'm excited for that uh joe have you got oh well we we know we know you got two things done this week what you've been playing Oh, a lot of stuff, honestly, like a lot of different things. So, um, I did finish Need for Speed. I mean, I don't want to deep, I don't want to like deep dive too much into it because we're gonna do like a obviously we're gonna do a spoiler cast on that one or whatever or the Patreon whatever we do with those. We'll do a song. I don't know. I don't know. I never beat one, so <laughs> yeah, Eric, he's like it. he's like my first pledge I've ever beat. Now I don't know what to do he with my it. hands. He did it. Yeah, he made it. Now pop, what we do pop, is we do we do like a little sit down conversation about it. So yeah, I would so definitely uh definitely gonna join you on that. One. Gonna hopefully try to get MZ Nitro on that episode. Isn't that would be dope? Isn't he the one that pledged me to play that god awful piece of trash? Yep, <laughs> that game that you loved until you had the dirt races. 
Oh my god. I you know what? Once I got a so I will say one thing about the game. Once I got a good enough car or figured out how to like once I got a car that I felt comfortable in and like I could upgrade, then the game was a joke. It was just it was just the terrain is ridiculous and hitting things in that game and getting reset is so annoying. Just annoying. I don't know. Uh, what else I play? I played and I finished Stray. So Stray is pretty dope. Nice. For those of you who haven't played Stray, he plays a cat. And I don't want to give away the story because it's it's really cool and everyone should play it. Tricky has but, some, some opposing opinions about it after Sophie's trophies this past week. Yeah, Tricky's a dog lover. So, you know, sucks to be him. You know, Hey, Tricky, Tricky, if you're listening, clean your kitchen. I... It just generally sucks to be tricky. I mean, I feel bad for the dude. <laughs> okay, be nice. Okay. Sucking's a part of life, right? I don't know, Joe, is it? I don't know. Okay. What else you been it? playing? You said you've been playing a lot. I want to hear. I want to uh, hear the list. All right, hold on. Let me look at my PlayStation list. It's so much easier to do it if I look at the list. Um, I played, so I got really, after our conversation, Daryl, I played a shit ton of WWE 2022. Oh, yeah, same. Like, I've been playing my faction, and I'm absolutely addicted to playing it on legendary difficulty, and it's actually challenging and fun. Like, it's 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 good. Like, I have some good times. Like, I want to start streaming it, because it's, like, it, it's, it's hectic playing that game on legendary. Like, computer puts up a good fight. And if you make, like, one fatal mistake, you can lose a match. I think it's it's still a little easy in the fact that, like, because the pin mechanic is button mashing now and it's not that stupid like reticle garbage like it used to be or like the the timing it's a little bit it's a lot easier to kick out like you have a lot more opportunities to kick out of people's finishers so yeah i've been playing my faction daryl what what were you doing on there oh uh so because kali was struggling so much with the actual objectives oh, I, <laughs> I jumped in and replayed those two to help her i did <laughs> I did it with her that that day that she finally finished that one match. And then like, I was like, just, I was like, let me just like play it. Cause I have to remember the mechanics and the controls. Cause like, yep. Not playing that game for a while. And I was like, Oh man, you know what? It's even easier to play this now that I go back and like learned all the controls even better. And I'm like, I'm having just, that game is just a blast. There's just, I hope, I hope that is the base for what they do going forward because that engine is just so it's such a good engine. It really is. It's good. It's a great wrestling game. And so what I did was I went through and I played through the, you know, the, the, oh, what's it called? Ray Mysterio's little career mode. I don't remember what the showcase. That's what showcase. So I played through the showcase and uh, just to kind of be like, so what I've been doing is every time you guys get played something, I play along. Um, and it's wrestling. So that's like a no brainer. I'm going to play that, you know, that's easy. Um, now, Need for Speed, I've downloaded, but I haven't actually jumped into. But I really didn't expect you to to, to beat it this week. So, you know, I'll play some, at least a chunk of it by, before you do the actual recording. Um, if nothing else, you know, just so that I can have some sort of conversation to bring to the table. Um, so, so it just kind of, you know, when someone gets pledged, I kind of play along just so that I can have, you know, an opinion and you know, if I'm on the show or I'm on the recording with you guys, I can actually have good dialogue with you. So, um, so I jumped in and I replayed all those matches because I didn't do the objectives the first time either, because I didn't think you needed to do the objectives to unlock the last match. I thought you would just get unlockable. So I went through, did all the objectives. Um, and 
unlocked the last match. I beat the I beat the whole thing and just had a blast. So I just sat there and played for a little while. You know, just kind of I haven't done my faction. I haven't even started my faction. Uh, but I just I wanted to jump into that game and play it, you know, just because A, it's wrestling, but B, because she was having issues. So I wanted to be able to assist if she had, hey, what do you do right here? Oh, this is this is what I do. But once you get your groove, especially in that that career mode, that showcase mode, once you get your groove, man, it's like after two or three matches, you start flying through it. You're like, okay, I kind of get what they're doing here. And a lot of the combinations and a lot of the things they wanted you to do were kind of like, you know, once you did it once, you're like, oh, I got to do this every other match or so. So you started to kind of remember the button combinations and, and, the, and the combo combinations and stuff. So. Uh, don't get me wrong. That's not my favorite mode they've ever put into wrestling. And that's definitely not my favorite version of showcase they've ever put in. But to tell Rey Mysterio's story, I thought that was cool, you know? And of course, anything with Eddie Guerrero in it, I'm a, I'm a fan of, so. but anyways, that's, that's, that's all I did in wrestling. Uh, I need to download. Oh yeah. I forgot. I haven't been on the show since I got it. I got a Series S, so I can play oh, Gotham no. Knights when it comes out. I'm super excited. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yep, moving on moving on up in my little console world. Well, see, the funny part now is, though, is uh, I moved the Xbox out to the living room and uh, downloaded, like, story games and stuff off of Game Pass that I thought, like, and me and my wife, like, walked through the catalog and I downloaded, like, 12 games. All games I figured, like... She want she wanted to tr- to try out. I was like, all right, cool, we'll do that. My wife got so addic- so addicted to Subnautica for like two. Dude, my weeks, kids love that game. Two weeks straight, two weeks straight. It's like underwater no man's sky almost, but it's not online. Um, and she's, I'm pretty. I, I don't know if she's beat it. Like, because I know there's a way to beat it. Because you gotta like, you have to us. get to the surface, don't you? No, there's so the shipwrecked and there's a bunch of other junk that goes with it. I don't know, but she's been like addicted to that. Um, I think that's about all she. Like, there is really there is an end game. There is a way to beat it, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that's all she really delved into that I know of. Um, she tried playing a couple other like indie games, and they just yeah. I I watched them. They were not they they weren't that great at all. But yeah, so I kind of so I kind of messed up. <laughs> All good, Joe. Were you done, man? I, I know once I got to talk about wrestling, you kind of got quiet. Um, you know, I well, I mean, yeah, I can talk about wrestling forever. Uh, I am playing Grand Kingdom on PS4 right now. It's kind of like it's made by the people Nipponichi Software, so it's made by the people who make like Askaya. It's like a turn-based tactical game, but it's like on a like a board game map. It's actually pretty cool. Like there was a server to it and like the server's dead, but like I just want to play the single player campaign anyway, so I'm like I don't really care. But it's a pretty cool little game. And then other than that, I played a I played I restarted my Animal Crossing Island because I had to because I got a new Switch a while ago and I forgot to save my island to the cloud and I was on the very last part of the game and was about to get that plus 2 and then stupidly didn't move my island over. So now I have to do everything over again. But that's a really good podcast game. It's a game you could just play on the podcast, just do a few things a day and like turn it off. So not really I mean I really like Animal Crossing. Other than that, on the Switch, I played a little bit of Mario Sunshine. That game is great. The controls for that game are ass, and it plays really, really terribly on the Switch. 
like the port of it is not just very, it's not very good. There's like delay. So I'm like, I'm not really happy with it. I feel like Nintendo could do better for like, it's fucking Nintendo, man. Like you can, you can do a better job porting your games. Pretty sad. So. And yeah, that's pretty much all I played. Daryl, what do you play this week? So <clears throat> last week when we talked, I finished my last pledge game, which was Final Fantasy seven remake. And I was like, you know what? I'll go ahead and do the integrate, the Luffy DLC. See, I still haven't done that yet, and I've Mm -hmm. heard it's amazing. See, that's what I heard too, but I ended up not doing it. I ended up like loading it up. I'm like, "Ah, you know what? I just, I kind of want to break from this game. So I didn't do that one. Um, I already talked about WW2K22. Played some Minecraft with uh, one of our patrons and one of our good friends of the show, MZ Nitro. Uh, He. Uh, myself and uh, Spider Packs got into one of our worlds and did a bunch of stuff, captured some villagers, uh, built a church. Uh, we're building a village and um, <clears throat> did a bunch of cool stuff. And uh, MZ was cool. He just kind of hung out with us and fished and we talked. We'd probably play the game for a couple hours, but that was cool. MZ and I have uh, worked on some of the uh, multiplayer trophies together. And so he jumped in with uh, Spider Packs and I. We just did a little bit of world building and just kind of hanging out. Uh, been saving DC, playing some Division Two with my boy Tricky Mick. Thoughts on that game now? Like, what's uh, your? It's really good, dude. I really like it, and I, I beat it. I beat it. Uh, Tricky helped us beat like one of like the last two spots in the game. Yeah, but yeah, that's a really fun game. Been playing that one with MZ as well. First one's good. I never. I, I haven't touched the second one. Yeah. That's what the I mean. The first one was really good. The second one is better than the first one, I think. I like the um, story better in the first one. I like the gameplay in the second one better. I like the story better in the first one. I agree. I don't. I can't. But I can't say that with a hundred percent conviction because with Tricky coming in and killing stuff and like leading us through mission by mission, I don't know. I'm not really following the 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 story like I'm supposed to. And I got MZ in there, and so it's me, MZ, Tricky. And then every now and again, one of Tricky's friends, we're all talking. So the first one had like a really cool story. It was like, like even the presentation of the story was really good. And this one, it just seems like it contains, it really just feels like more division. So if you like the division, you're, you're going to like the division too. Like, and it's been cool. What's really neat is like their battle pass system and the way it's kind of broken down, how you can kind of un, you can play the game and level up and do all your stuff. And you can kind of unlock all the, con- the cosmetics in the shop or you can buy them. And so uh, it's pretty cool the way it's laid out. It's not, it's not like your traditional, like a uh, Fortnite battle pass style or whatever. It's, it's like, it's got a storefront and you can just earn everything in the store. Um, I ended up buying the DLC. The DLC is on sale right now. So I bought all the DLC for like 10 bucks. So what you're telling me is you just want all them Resident Evil skins. That's the only reason you're playing it. Oh, I bought them. I I, I saw that shit happen. As soon as that garbage got announced, I was like, Daryl's about to get his dick wet on some Resident Evil skins. (laughs) I didn't even earn them. I bought them. (laughs) Fucking guy was like, I can't wait for skins. I'll just buy them. Yeah, yeah, I I did. I did. I I totally did that. I was a total Chad. (laughs) And just freaking just... I was like, I'm not even going to play this game and earn them. I'm just going to buy them. And then I'm going to, I'm, so I'm dressed like Hunk, the, uh, nice. the umbrella agent. So yeah, I'm nice. Hunk running around. But what was cool is MZ was following me around with a, with a, a nemesis mask on. So, 
It's, it's cool, man. Like for for the longest time, my outfit was Chris Redfield, but my helmet was honk, so it looks really stupid. <laughs> but I uh, did a little bit of a palate cleanser from everything with a little bit of Ice Age Scratch Nutty Adventure. That game is fun. It's not bad. It's it not is bad. A fun little platformer. It's, it's a nice like little a platformer. little platformer that could, man. It's easy. It just it's just like it's straightforward. It's a palate cleanser. It's, it's, a, it's a palate cleanser. You yep. had it exactly right. Like yep. that game is fun. Turn your brain off. Listen to a podcast. Watch a show. Just and just it's a simple. Just climb and collect crystals, man. Yep. Yep. Very very traditional platformer. I actually talked with one of the developers that made the game, and I invited him on the show. He's actually in one of the groups I'm in on Facebook. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he said that he wouldn't have anything to offer to our show. He said because he can't really say much other than the budget was really low for the game. Everything that you know about it's NDA'd. He's like, I can't really offer you much. He's like, and the the company I started on my own since I left that developer, um, he's like, all we do is kind of asset work. And so he, he he didn't really seem like he could bring a you know any value to our show. Which I was like, hey, if you change your mind or you just want to talk games, come on. But I did try to reach out to get him on there because I would have loved to just been like, hey, man, what's it like to work on a licensed property like that? Is it is it an enjoyable job? It Just as me gleaning the from the conversation, it sounded mm-hmm. like he didn't have the best experience, so he wasn't really looking to talk about it. But I can't say that with you know 100% certainty. Um, what I did do this week is every, uh, for, I don't know, probably three nights this week after I clocked out, you know, mentally clocked out of work. Uh, I sat back and played through some of Control. So I've been working on the Control Platinum. That is one of those games that I swore I would go back and, and knock out. I've done some of the uh, some of the DLC, some of the Alan Wake missions and DLC. Uh, Control's amazing. Control is so good. Like I'm, I'm just I'm finishing up the PS4 version, then I'm gonna go back through the PS5 version. Okay. It's just good. It's just, I, I play through this game again, you know, and I'm just like, man, I love this game. Like, it is seriously one of my top favorite games out of the, the PS4 generation. Um, and outside of that, I mean, I know that's a, that's a handful of games right there, but outside of that, Dead Space. So last week, we did our, like, random drawing for the Loot Bros um, Game Club. We knocked out, uh, or excuse me, we, I said we knocked out. We, we, we drew Dead Space, and I've already knocked it out. I, I loaded the game up. I said I'm going to do. There's a trophy in there um, for beating the game only using uh, the plasma cutter. I've never done that. I never did it on the Xbox 360 version either. I was like, I'm going to do it. I started the game. I already beat the game. All right, guys, I want to jump in here and let you know that we did lose a little bit of the show. There was some sort of internet disruption with the software we use. Um, so there's going to be a weird transition and rather than just kind of like try to edit it all out, slide it in there make it out like it was smooth. It wasn't, <laughs> we lost like 10, 15 minutes of the show. So we're going to jump right into our leaderboards. It's the Lupros podcast. We're going to talk about video games and mow your grass. Lupros podcast. We're going to talk about butts and slurp and penises. So stay tuned. Now it's time to head into our leaderboards and our backlog beatdown. 
Uh, Zach, do you have access to any of that stuff where you're at, or you want me to jump? To, to Not currently. Care? I would love for you to take That's care of good. it right now. All good. I got it. Let's start with the backlog beatdown. All right. Uh, with the backlog beatdown, we still have I'm styling your bro with 115 points, but I'm telling you, we're coming for him. We're close. Yeah, th- these numbers are getting they're getting thinner and thinner. They're getting closer and closer. So he's at 115 points, but CJ is right behind him with 84 points. Oh yeah, right behind him with 83 points. But dude, you got CJ made it to 84 in no time. No time. Like he really he 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 gave him quite the head start. You see, this um, is the problem though, is 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 he introduced me to simulator games. So now I'm just gonna come up and play all the simulator games that he's already played, and I'm just gonna smoke the floor with them. That's what's gonna happen. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. Let's get you on there. All right, There's- then we got Diego just past me. He's got 79. Yeet. So let's see what you yeah, he he got me this week. He put some points on the board. Uh, then you got Resident Daryl with seventy four, Redbeard Rick with sixty nine. We got Gaz Davis with fifty five. Ty with Joe Priestley with fifty five. Now, does that is that your most updated count, Joe, or are you actually technically ahead? No, of, I'm uh, technically five? ahead because I got three more points. Dang, Gaz, step it up. All right, then we got uh, JT with forty eight. We got Yill with thirty. Jared with twenty nine. Alex with twenty three. Emzy with twenty two. James the Nerd and Big Zach Ledford with 21. We got Sadik with 18. I did make sure I checked and updated at Sadik stuff. Uh, he didn't get he didn't send anything this week, so 18 is the actual correct numbers this time. At Kali with 17, Noah with 15. Noah is about to beat Monster Hunter again. So check this out. Noah had already beaten Monster Hunter and he'd beat the Iceborne DLC. So he decided, I don't know, sometime last year, he was like, I'm gonna go back for the platinum. And he was trying to move his cloud saves, and I don't know how he did it, but he uploaded a brand new game save on a console that he wasn't used to playing on. He uploaded that over his cloud save. Ooh. So he lost his his game, his game save of it beating everything. So uh, he's put in, in the past two weeks, 33 hours on Monster Hunter World. And now Spider Packs is playing it with him. So Spider Packs actually came running in here earlier, said he knocked out some of these bosses on his own for the first time. So they're um they're 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 farming right now, trying to get their armor set. So I would imagine if everything goes the way it is, by next week you're gonna have some points on the board from those boys from Monster Hunter. Nice. So Tricky's at fifteen, it. Homer's at nine, Corey's at nine, Dino Killer is at eight, but it sounds like she might have some Subnautica points coming up. Yup. All right. Spider Packs is at eight. B Wow is at six. But guess what? B Wow doesn't work nights anymore. So we're going to be playing through some of our uh, visual novel games. Whales and Arachnids. That's right. Uh, We got Jim at five. We got John Michael at four. But John Michael, I want to give him a special shout out on the show. He doesn't listen every week, I know. But uh, John Michael has been been, um, tricking away, trickling away been ticking away i'm not really sure the word i'm looking for but he's been building his own twitch channel he does a show called trying casually edh which is some kind of magic trash but (laughs) he brings on a bunch of magic uh streamers and players in the community and um this is just one of those situations where um he had an idea and a friend of his encouraged him to pursue his idea um, that same friend helped him get started, kind of pointed him in the right direction. 
And then now he's doing something he's extremely passionate about. He's got like 120, 150 subs on or, or subscribers or followers on Twitch or whatever they want to call them. Like he's doing really well. He gets all these community people involved. He's got two sponsors on his show. Um, and it's growing and he's, he's got a really good thing going. So I want to give him a special shout out. Uh, he messaged me today about do branching off and doing, uh, trying casually gaming on the side of trying casually EDH. Um, and so he might start actually putting some points on the board because he's, he's put all of his focus since we started this contest or this event rather into building his channel. And now that his channel is growing and it's growing organically and, he, you know, he, everything's kind of working out. Now he wants to kind of incorporate some of the gaming stuff as well with his streams. So if you're one of those magic nerds, I'm going to go ahead and, and give him a quick free plug. Check out trying casually EDH. Um, and be on the lookout for John Michael's gaming stuff, because, uh, I think he's going to start doing a little bit of game streaming. So T birds at four, J James McCall's at three. I know he's been beating games, but for whatever reason, he's not claiming them, but I've been messaging back and forth with James. And um, I was texting back and forth with him this week, actually, and told him I actually because I don't know. I don't know if he listens to the show often or if ever. But he does interact in our Facebook group. Uh, and James and I actually went to school together years and years and years ago. So I texted him the other day. I was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know we're playing through Dead Space. You know, I asked him if he ever played it before. He said, yeah, a few times. So we're, we're actually playing through Dead Space for the for the Loot Bros Game Club. And I just wanted to personally invite you to come be a part of it with us. So whether you write in or he wants to talk about the game or whatever, I just kind of wanted to extend that olive branch because old James McCall and I go way back. So, and then Levi bringing up the rear with two points, but Levi's building an empire right now. So yeah, he is. I was like, I don't know if he's actually playing games anymore. I'm sure he's playing some because that is, is his passion, but I don't think he's playing like he used to. But that dude, he's a very successful businessman, and his business is growing and growing and growing. Levi and I talked on the phone a couple weeks ago, uh, the week before I went on vacation, and uh, he's doing well. I'm, I'm super proud of that guy. So I'm, uh, I'm very happy that he is a successful businessman. I always thought he would be, um, but he's doing a good job. So that being said, we're going to head on over to our custom leaderboards, truetrophies.com. Set yourself up a profile. Link it in with your PlayStation profile, and then you can join our custom leaderboard, just like the 32 people we have in here. Uh, the leaderboard's growing. Still got a lot of zeros on the board, but hey, we got a lot of people in there. So, um, In first place, Mrs. Lightsight with 103 trophies. Oh, Excuse me. Got the hiccups. Uh, I got a, her, uh, Mrs. Lightsight's last trophy was a platinum in Tokyo Run. So that is a spam game if there ever was one. And God, I miss them. <laughs> Second place, the Affectations Don't with 99 trophies. Uh, last trophy was uh, in Stranger of Paradise, a Final Fantasy Origin. Have either one of you guys played that? No, I'm waiting for the price to drop. Uh-uh. That game has PlayStation Plus Premium written all over it. It does, I just but like, I just don't know when we're going to get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just played through Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't have it in me for another Final Fantasy game, but that one has had my attention because it's got some jank in it and it's got some over-the-top tropey stuff that also looked like it was trying to be a cool action trophy! Action wow, movie. wow. Wow, wow. 
So, um, got jank in the tank. I was like, got some jank in the tank, dude. <laughs> Next shirt. <laughs> Ooh, so do I, do That's I, so good. I'm sorry for interrupting Holy. you, but since we're talking about games that, uh, that, that, that Joe wants to play, Joe, I picked up a game that I, that I think you're going to be really excited that I picked up. It yeah. is, it is a, ta- it is a Tales game. Which one? It's not Tales of Arise. It's, um, Tales of Tales of these nuts. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, Tales of Despair. Uh, no, well, hold on. Let, let me look it up. Despairia Definitive Edition. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Good game. All right, check it, check it out. While you're while you're looking it up, I got a story to tell you. It wasn't a joke; it's a story. So the other day, um, I got my daughter sitting in here, and she's playing Dreams, and uh, she wants to learn how to make games. So I told her, I said, "Do the tutorials in Dreams, and we'll build some stuff in there." So she's working on the tutorials in Dreams, and uh, <laughs> she says something like, "I can't." I can't find something. And then uh, Paxton, my seven-year-old, said, like, yeah, can't find these nuts. <laughs> Please tell me she gave uh, him the stinkiest look ever. She was, Oh, she did. Oh, she did. But he was playing on his iPad. He just said it like so cool, calm, and collective. I said, son, don't you ever say that again. <laughs> I said, that'll get you in so much trouble at school. But inside, guys, I was effing dying. <laughs> my seven-year-old made a proper D's nuts joke. <laughs> and I was like, where did you hear that? I'm trying to keep a serious stern like about, you know, <laughs> I'm like, what? Where did, did you, you really that? ask where he hears that? You really yeah, yeah, I did. He said, you don't think he's heard he us said, say it like 55 million times? I, I try, I try really hard not to say stuff like that because these are impressionable young humans. And <laughs> I ain't trying to answer for that. I ain't trying to have my wife say, uh-huh babe you said these nuts and now your seven-year-old was going around saying these nuts i ain't trying to answer for that so um <laughs> i said where did you hear that and he was like oh uh, one of the mr beast reacts he said one of the guys talks about his nuts all the time <laughs> i was like i was like oh my gosh it was so oh funny. yeah but, well but some the, of his some part, of his videos used to be a little bit more yeah adult. a little more crude yeah. Well, see, the the other day, my wife made a "That's what she said" joke, and she didn't think the kids heard her. So she's like, "Oh, I said something I didn't remember." She's like, "Yeah, that's what she said." And then I started laughing, and my daughter just out of nowhere, we we're walking through the theme parks, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, mom just made a that's what she said" joke." And I'm like, "How do you even know what that is?" Uh, that's funny. Sorry, my kids are uh, they're they're hoodlums. They're going and they're they're gonna be uh. Typical preacher kids. They're going to be bad. Well, at least they're well-behaved hoodlums, for the most part. Right now. <laughs> for the most part. That's what I said, for the most part. It starts with the D's nuts jokes, and before you know it... It's uh, bananas and butts. They're, <laughs> they're, yeah, putting banana, they're doing chocolate bananas. <laughs> chocolate bananas. <laughs> Alright, am I waiting on you to, t- to tell something you looked up, or am I going back to... Look at bananas for life. <laughs> Tales of Vesperia, the deluxe edition. I... I got it. I picked it. I picked Very it up for game. free. I, I, you were busy, and I was like, "Hey, Joe, is this a good game?" And then you didn't answer. I was like, "I'm buying it anyways." All right. <laughs> well, I hope it was a good game because I bought it. Uh, Joe comes back. He's like, "Seriously, that's the worst game ever." No, that's it's actually like, a really good one. Negative. Here, so Dobby, I should have done that. It's always that's that game's always like like ten dollars or less on the Switch, and I keep meaning to pick it up every sale, and then I don't because I'm like. Do I really need another Switch RPG when I haven't beat any of the ones I own? 
Well, no, my no, biggest no, thing no, was so so for so for my work, we get like I just I just hit my my over one year mark with the company currently. Right. So they and they they give us their like little points for like not get. They say, hey, good job, you didn't get a vehicle accident in your work truck all year. So here's some points. Or they're like, hey, you didn't get a get a utility damaged all year. Here's some points. So I got some points, and I was like. I only have enough points to get a free game because everything else is stupid expensive for Lord knows what reason. Uh, and I was like, man, what game do I want? And I was going through them all, and the only two that caught my attention were the uh, were the Ezio collection, which is Great all. Where sure, I'm pretty sure all game, all of those. I haven't played all of those. I played because I played one, three, Syndicate, and uh, Syndicate Valhalla, a little bit of Valhalla, and four. So I've never, so so I've never played two. I've never played Brotherhoods. I've never played Revelations. Like I've never played any of those. All good games. All good games. They're all on uh, yeah. PlayStation Premium right now. Yep, yep, yep. They are. Assassin's Creed Rogue, the most underrated Assassin's Creed game uh, out there. If you haven't played it, remasters on PlayStation Plus Premium. I'm sure it's very cheap and inexpensive on Xbox One, PC, all that stuff. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Everyone loves Black Flag. If you like Black Flag, you will like Rogue. I thought Rogue was so right, good. So I did. I've discussed it before. Well, actually, I'm, I'm more discussed it uh, with Tricky because Tricky has has a fucking hard on Tricky me. Assassin's Creed. Um, oh, he's a big. I, a, I didn't like Black for, Flag. Sorry, Zach. He's big dick for yeah, I, collecting. I, 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 Oh, I know. Uh, I I didn't like Black Flag because I I'm not a ship battling person. I liked that it was a very minute, small amount of three, but it's it's almost a constant in Black Flag, which I just am not 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 the not the stuff for me. Sorry. It's not crazy in um, Rogue. I know you do it a couple times, but it's there. And that see, I didn't play Black Flag. I played Rogue first. And I've never actually played Black Flag. I did play a little bit of the multiplayer one morning recently before work. I'm oh, um, trying man. to help some guys boost, but I've never played Black Flag. I actually, I skipped that one and then tried Unity. Unity was broken. So I picked up Rogue and Rogue. I loved, I freaking, that's my favorite Assassin's Creed game. I love that game. But yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. Um, next up, third place on the Loot Bros. PlayStation leaderboard is speaking of Assassin's Creed. It's the grounded gamer. His last trophy was in Assassin's Creed too. Yeah, he had a hell of a week. What do you know? What do you know? Yeah, he got a ninety-four trophies. Yeah, he was uh, he was crushing it. He was just playing like a lot of random stuff this week. Hey, man, sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes you got to turn the brain off. He beat Assassin's Creed in two settings. He didn't. He's not claiming his points. No, I told him he's got to start claiming his points. What a turd. Um, then in fourth place, you got yours truly, Resident Daryl. Only 51 trophies. Last trophy being in Dead Space, which I just got a trophy a few minutes ago. We're getting 30 kills with the line gun. It's actually unfortunate because the first time I played this game, I'm going back through it again. Yeah, I'm on my I'm on my second playthrough right now. I'm just psycho. I'm 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 just gonna as we're going through the game, I'm just going all the different weapons that I didn't use. I'm just going through getting the kills and then I'm only missing a couple trophies. And then once I get all those kill trophies, um, I will start over a brand new game on impossible and just uh, yeah, no. go from there. Fuck that. I was nope, hoping I, I could do I'll impossible. Pass, 
Good luck. See, I was hoping Good I could do Darryl. impossible with uh, with New Game Plus, you know, like actually using all my gear. But no, that wouldn't be very impossible. So it is what it is. So I'm gonna give it a shot. If if I get frustrated, I'll just. I mean, it might not be something I do immediately. It might something be something I do over time. But I'm definitely definitely. Right. I, I think the Dead Space Platinum belongs in my little trophy case on PSN profile. I'm just saying. You you can't play spam, so you want to torture yourself. God, yeah, that, yeah, that, maybe. Is that what it is? Yep. And in fifth place, we got Gaz Davis 11 with uh, 41 trophies. His last trophy was in Werewolf the Apocalypse. That game is great. It's a good game. Never played. Got just enough jank in the tank. Oh, dude, I can't <laughs> wait to replay that on PS5. Do it, do it, do it. All right, heading on over to the True Achievements leaderboards. We have Sadik in first place with 9,151 achievement points. So his last uh, trophy was Fear the Reaper, or excuse me, achievement was uh, Fear the Reaper in uh, Shikahondo Soul Leader. I don't know what that is. You know, you, like. you know if you think about it, Daryl, he got nine Platinums uh, this week. Essentially, yeah, essentially. But yep. he, I, I'm sure some of it's spam. I, I can't, I can't tell because I haven't clicked on it yet. But I'm sure there's some spam in there, and I'm okay with that. All right, second place, we got I'm styling on your bro with 2,620 achievement points, playing uh, some Surgeon Simulator 2. Next up, we got Sony Pony to You with 1,830 achievement points, playing Lab Crisis. Then you got uh, one of our co-hosts. You got Kalai in fourth place with 375 achievement points. She's playing Dead Space. Nice. And then you got fifth place GDI Master Ace with 175 achievement points uh, playing some Doom. So there you go. There you go. Now, I will say this. We only had six achievers in the achievements leaderboard out of 16. So... Definitely need some more love on the uh, achievement side of things, guys. If you're if you're Xbox fans, where you at? Join the board. Join the true team. Was, was, was I number six? Yeah, with ten points for uh, yeah. Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> Dude, there's not as many achievements in this game as I thought there would be. Honestly. Well, there you go. What is it like? One, was it like ten achievements for the whole thing, or thirteen? I don't know. All right, I'll look. I'll look. All right, keep going, Daryl. While you're doing that, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to transition us straight into community questions because we got some pretty good ones tonight, and then we'll transition from that into this week's official topic because this week's official topic actually was a community question. Here we go. I'm Solomon. Your bro writes in and says, "Daryl, are you ready to be a grandfather uh, at such a tender age?" This is in response to the love triangle story that I <laughs> told on the show last week. I got a bunch of comments about uh, my 12-year-old's dating escapades. And what's really funny is I've been giving him a lot of crap for it. <laughs> so, like, I was like, yeah, you know, it's funny because his, 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 uh, who I always refer to one of the girls as his potential, as his future wife. His Anytime betrothed. she texts or calls, I'm like, is that your future wife? Good up, Dad. <laughs> so, um, am I ready to be a grandfather? No, God, please, no. Like that's that's not actually not even funny. <laughs> that would be horrible. So, I'm not. Right, granted, I have the oldest kids out of the group, out of us podcast hosts, and uh, 
I mean, I guess the natural order of things, well, I'll be a granddad first, but I hope so. That's a, I mean, <laughs> yeah. logistically, it'd be I really unfortunate so. if you yeah. guys, uh, you guys beat me to the punch. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you never know in the future, you know, you, I, kids are, uh, this generation is far and few between. They're like, I don't want kids now. I was like, gum. All right. Well, it's funny you say that we were riding down the road the other day and my daughter was telling us how she doesn't want to actually, uh, have her own kids that she wants to adopt. I'm like, oh, really? And then That's even awesome. little Pac-Man, my little seven-year-old, he goes, yeah, I want to adopt too. And they were just talking about how they feel bad for kids that are in homes um, that you know don't have parents. So they're like, yeah, we want to, uh, we want to help out with that. I'm like, oh, that's very good. Yes, do that. Don't don't actually have them. Wait until you're old enough to adopt them on your own. By then, you'll be gone. You'll be out of my house. <laughs> Not my problem. And I can totally help and support from a distance. It'll always be your problem. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> always be your it, problem. It's funny. We were riding down the road, and my wife's like, "Yeah, um, funny how a lot of our conversation involves us being in the car." Um, we were riding down the road, and my wife's like, "Yeah, you know, Noah's twelve. She's like, we only got like six more years with him." And I'm like, "Babe, what world are you living in? These freaking kids stay home till they're thirty now, bro. Why would you want to leave? You have like every video game console <laughs> under the sun. Like, un- yep. unless his life changes like dramatically." And he's no longer a gamer. Why would he ever go anywhere? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You're smart. You'll stay. Dad's got all the games. Speaking of, did you guys see my haul this week? Yeah, that was, nice, that was a nice. That was a nice. That was nice. Complete in box PSP. Like, dude, I I don't have one of those. That was such. I didn't know. Okay, so here's how it worked. Right, my mom was out yard selling on a Thursday, and what? she's got her little store. If you guys ever see me posting thing from Garage Gals, that's my mom and my aunt. Okay. And essentially what they do is they restore furniture and they've got like, they do yard sales and estate sales and all that stuff. And they've got this little building, um, not far from the lake, you know, around here. Lake Murray. And they have developed a nice little community of people who like to buy, you know, their stuff off of them. And I made some laser artwork and stuff from my previous job to kind of put in their shop. And anyways, long story short, she um she was out at one of these like yard sales or estate sales on a Thursday, a, like a really random time of day. And I'm sitting at the house working and she's like, hey, I just found all these video games. Do you want them? And she sent me a bunch of Xbox 360 games, like the pictures. Yep. And I was like, man, I really just streamlined my Xbox collection. Like I kept the stuff that I wanted. I kept the, you know, the stuff that I felt like I needed to keep, you know, but for the most part, I unloaded a large chunk of that in my, my Nintendo Wii and my PS2 collection. Like I, I cut back on a lot of those. And, um, so I was like, eh, not really, not really. And then she showed me all these Game Boy Advance games still in the box. Mario's, oh, Yoshi's man. Island, yeah. all this stuff. I was stuff. like, wow, yeah, that dude. stuff's beautiful. I was like, that's a nice set of stuff you got there. I was like, that's yeah. that you, you could like even if you don't want any of that stuff, you could turn around and just sell that stuff and make like a decent profit. So right, right. Well, see, and I'm not much of a reseller up until now. I'm just now kind of like yeah. But if you're not gonna play it, Daryl, and you resell it and then get stuff you want, like you could see, just tenfold your collection. Yes, I think that's what I'm gonna do. Or if you I really do think I'm going to swap meets, right? Set up your own section, right? And then meet, yep. get friendly with some of the other dudes there and just start trading. Yep. Like you got I this, I want do. this. Make a trade. 
Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna do, man. Because like I've been, I've been pretty like, I, it's been a long time since I sold any video games, and now that I've started to unload just a little bit, it's like, man, I could take the money, roll it over into the the collection, the things that I actually want, like you know, the PlayStation Vita, you know, PlayStation Portable, you know, PSP, um, even PlayStation Three, you know, the stuff that I really care about, the stuff that like you couldn't get a, a PS4 game off of me or a PS3 game off of me right now. Like it just wouldn't happen, but some of this older stuff that I've been hanging on to, I'm like, I don't really have an affinity for the Wii or the Wii U. So I decided outside of like the horror games, like the Resident Evil games and stuff like that, I, I got rid of everything. Um, you know, even, even, uh, I even parted with some of my GameCube stuff, you know, I'm like, some of this stuff's not really, I need, I need more space and I really need to streamline what I collect. That's kind of where my head's been at. So if you if you got a po- if you got a Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire box edition for the GameCube, I'll pick that up off you. I do not. I do not. Yeah. I never had anything really valuable for the GameCube aside from the Resident Evil game. Wait, what are you looking for for the GameCube? I was being smart. I told him the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire box edition. <laughs> the thousand dollar game. What do you want? Yeah. For, what do you want for thirty dollars? Yeah, I I get I give you two fifty. That's actually well, not bad. Turn around, sell it for a thousand. There you go. So that being said, um, so th- this lot that I got was like a Nintendo DS, a stack of games, um, games in the actual case, a PSP, um, two games, two movies, and like one of them was sealed. You know, and you know how I feel about sealed in the box. I'm like all about it. So a long story short, I was like, hey, yeah, like what are they asking for? I started negotiating through my mom, and then you know we agreed on like seventy, seventy five dollars, something like that. I was like, absolutely. The, the, the PSP alone is worth that. The Mario games are worth that. She ended up getting everything for 60 bucks for me. Damn. So, <laughs> I got all that stuff for 60 bucks the other day. I was very, very excited. I was very happy with that purchase. I ended up not getting all the Game Boy Advance games that they had there. Um, you know, so uh, there was things left on the table that I could have gotten, but I wasn't physically there. So I was negotiating through text message through my mom. And she's a wheeler and dealer, so she even got me an extra ten or fifteen off the top. So that was pretty dope. So she brought that stuff over to me, and I'm sitting right here with my PSP uh, in the box, dude. There's not a scratch on this thing. It looks like it was never used. Like the the box has got a little wear and tear. It looks like it's been moved around a little bit, but like I mean, it's got the original headphones, the volume control for the PSP. Like it's it was, it was everything. And I can remember exactly like I remember standing in line at Best Buy and buying my PSP, like the first one when it first launched. I, dude, I'm telling you, I got nostalgia out the yang for the PSP. I freaking love it. I'm so so thrilled about having this, and <clears throat> that's the best condition PSP I got now out of the five or six I own. So super super excited about it. Um, I do. I did get this Nintendo lot over here, a stack of games, and the Nintendo DS. Oh wow, 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 wow! So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn around and either sell it or trade it for you know. I think that's what I'm, I think that's what I'm going to start doing. I even thought about doing a little bit of eBay stuff, which I'm not a big I'm not an eBay guy, but I was I was actually messaging back and forth with friend of the show Jared, and he was he was encouraging me to get into you know the the reselling especially since I have, you know, access to a lot of stuff and kind of like you were just saying, Joe, flipping it over and putting it into the collection that I really care about. So I think I'm going to do it. I've got some things that are worth a few hundred bucks. I got, I got price charting brought up right here in front of me. 
and I've just been kind of going through my list. And uh, I've got that Godzilla on PS4, man. And that thing right now, I mean, you know how price charting changes. So like a few weeks ago, that was going for like 168. Yeah. Um, it's going for about about 154 right now. All right, that's I, not, I mean, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's real good, you know? And that, I mean, that would get me a couple of games. Just, so. You should just set up your own shop and just... See, I, I thought about it. The problem is... You may, uh, you're in a good area of the country where you can get stuff for good prices. Like, yep. I don't have that luxury over here. Like, we don't we don't, thing, we don't find anything good over here. Everybody knows is, what they have here. That's the problem. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I could totally do it, and, I, and I've been thinking about it, you know? And the thing is, I'm, between my comic books, my action figures, and my video games alone, I've got enough stuff. i got enough inventory to justify opening up a little shop. Uh, and, I, and I've considered it. And I've been, you know, watching my, uh, my, my kid's karate sensei uh, open up a comic book shop, and he does that when the, when the karate the studio's not open. He just does it for fun. He's retired military. He's a you know fourth degree black belt and various things, and he he teaches karate or whatever. And he's just like, I love comic books. And he's like, so he said I had you know like over five thousand books. And he's like, I just decided to open up a comic shop. And I'm just you know shout out Boomer Comics. So I don't know, man. I've been thinking about doing something with it, but since I have all this stuff, and it wasn't until I moved into the office in the house and actually like needed the space for all the other, you know, for the kids and stuff in the basement that I started even considering doing this. So I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. You know, I've been thinking about doing it, especially because I would love to fill out my PlayStation Vita and PlayStation, my PSP uh, collection. Right. Yep. Anyways. So don't even know how we got there, but that's where we're at. Uh, community so. question about you being a grandfather already. That's yeah, how we here got yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm contemplating my retirement. So <laughs> open up a game stop. I mean, you need yeah. to pay for those kids, right? Hey, man, that's right. That's right. It's game money, baby. That's, that's what's going to pay for colleges Wait, and stuff like that. Daryl, will you just adopt me? Can you be my dad? Is that a thing? I mean, you got to move over here to South Carolina. I mean, well. Done. No, Done. I'll no, sign the papers I, now. If I, if I can play all no. those games. Hey, nah, I tell you what, hey, here, my wife would do. never would never be okay with that. You here's what you do: <clears throat> y'all move into the basement. All right, get you get your loan officer licenses. We'll do the loot bros loan officers. Oh my god! We'll, we'll buy and sell video games on the, when we're not actually you know, arranging loans. We're not going to be the most successful LOs in the business because half of our day is going to be spent buying and and selling video games. But we'll do just enough to where we don't have to work. We don't have to live off our video game money. Oh my god! We can just essentially be padding out our own collection. I feel, and I feel reselling everything. I feel like if we're smart, we just have two of three, two or three. If if we if we build an army, we have two or three of us work a day real hard, while the other yeah. guys sell video games all day, and then we flip flop days. So there's right. a video game we're shop. Too excited here, dude! It's amazing. There's a video game shop in Lexington, which is a couple, you know, a town down, you know, over whatever. Yes, right? I, I I know. You remember Lexington because you you live here. So <clears throat> I'm on the Irmo Valentine side. You can cross the dam and end up in Lexington. So it's it's really not that far from me. There's a video game shop called Old School Player. And what they do is the first half of the they own like a sign and banner shop. So they make all the yard signs and political signs for candidates running for office and they do vehicle wraps and things of that nature. Hang on one second. And then 
they close that shop at three and then they go next door and they have their video game shop and they just keep expanding and expanding, expanding. And I actually, um, the owner, uh, he actually bought some games off me the other day when I was selling some of my old stuff. And it was funny because I cut him a deal on the games cause he bought a handful of them. And then he walked over and handed my, my son Paxton five bucks, you know? And he was like, I just appreciate you guys being customers for the store and I appreciate all your support. So the deal that I gave him, you know, cut a couple dollars off the top. He walked right over there and gave that money straight to my son. Right. It was just one of those things where he's a good dude, man. And I really, but I love their business model, you know, like they pay their bills off of their sign, their sign business. You know, that pays the rent that pays their salaries. Right. The video game stuff they do in the afternoons is, is just a passion project. And they've got a room in there where you can rent the room for $10 an hour and play any game you want in the store on any console. That's pretty dope. Dude, I've rented it out before for some of my kids for like a birthday celebration. Not for like a big family thing, but just for us. So like Spider-Man or Spider-Packs wanted to play old Spider-Man games. So what we did was we went and rented the room for an hour and played the old Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis um spider-man game great game it's freaking dope so good. yeah it's stuff that i don't have stuff that i don't have access to so it was it was right. cool man it's it's a cool thing so i have thought about doing something of that nature you know just like open up my own little spot and i would 1000 percent, you know open up a, a room where you could go in there and play games and do land parties and do tournaments and all that stuff i would i would 100 percent do that stuff so one of the biggest things that I like, so in, in that vein that I've always talked about and I really want to do is I want to open up like a barcade, but, but yeah. like a barcade, like slash, but like slash esports lounge. So it's still like you can, you can bring your kids in and while mom and dad are having a drink at the bar or having some, having some bar food, you, uh, you know, the kids can be playing video games on whatever console yeah. or playing in like the, the, arc, the arcade, like unlimited arcade, like, and we don't have anything like super crazy like that, but like being able to have like adults come in and run like an esports tournament, and be like, yeah, we're gonna run, I don't know, we're gonna run Tekken Seven this week, God. Or, and 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 yeah, and then and then they come in and they 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 every all the adults that participate can grab an alcoholic beverage and sit down and play a Tekken tournament. Yeah, you know, like stuff do. like that. That would like that would be awesome, but yep. we ain't there yet. Yeah, yeah, you guys got to move to South Carolina so we can do this. So, whenever Man, you're ready, you you know what? Whenever if you can convince my wife, when we go down <laughs> to visit, if you can convince my wife to let us move back there, I will. I I still I I miss it. I miss being down there a hundred percent. Man, I'm telling you, we're, we're we're right here. Like this area I'm in, by the, it's like it, it blows my mind because the area is very developed, and. You know where Harbison is at and like oh, yeah. you know, and the dam and everything. So it's like, but there's not a retro game shop over here. And this place is, this area is like prime real estate for that. You know, it's like, there's enough money to where people around here could, could buy, you know? And right. also it's not so overly wealthy to where people wouldn't take advantage of using the service, you know what I'm saying? I'm trading in old games and buying new games. Yep. Um, not to mention, you know, all the uh, extra stuff. Cause I would never want to just run like a little, 
um, GameStop style store, I would want to have extra things. I mean, back in the day before my kids were born, even when they were real little, Ninja Loot would play uh, midnight release parties for Call of Duty. I for the Resident Evil Six midnight release party at, at GameStop. Um, we play music. So we did a uh, with DJ Hecticals. We did a dubstep kind of metal crossover thing where a couple of Skrillex songs. And um, Nero songs, I did guitar overlays over him mixing the songs with a bunch of stuff. That's cool. So, <clears throat> we did some cool stuff back in the day, man. And I would love to to have a spot to do that kind of stuff, you know? Right. Like, do your game tournaments, man. How cool would it be when the latest, when the next, you know, Halo or whatever, or you know, even doing Fortnite Battle Royale tournaments and, you know, uh, freaking, do like you say, your Tekken, your Street Fighter. You know, like during the, the friggin' um, during October, you have like your, you dress the place up like a haunted house and you have like a yep. horror game, you know, or like until dawn movie night. You know, like you're talking about with a barcade style, you let everybody grab a couple of drinks or whatever and friggin' scream at the person controlling the, <laughs> the decisions. Right. There's some cool stuff you could do. Not that anyone in the community asks for any of that, but there you go. That's our plan right there. Even if we franchise it, Loop Bros Barcade, one starting in South Carolina, one's going to be in Missouri, one's going to be in New Jersey. Damn. I mean, actually, I mean, actually, there's a pretty good spot for it, because I'm just like you, where I'm right next to a college town. Yeah, same. Same. University of Missouri, <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're right to, next to the University of South Carolina. Yeah, we could make some, yeah. some coin. Yes, we could. Ooh, and you know, I know it could be even better. So you could sponsor, you could sponsor an esports team for the University of South Carolina. I could sponsor my esports team with Buyer's Choice Lending. There you go. Wow, cheap plug, cheap plug, cheap plug, girl. Boom. Yeah, that's right. Let's <laughs> do a cheap plug into the damn right. show. If you are looking to purchase or refinance a home, do a cash out refi, maybe. Uh, then I'm your guy in uh, South Carolina and Florida. Let's go. All right, keep it going. Next community question. I'll, I'll keep us plugging away, even though I'm part of the reason we're, we're getting distracted. <laughs> You're part of the problem. All right. Ender writes in and says, if you could pull one superhero from Marvel and one superhero from DC into the other's universe, who would it be? And who would you want them to fight as their first villain? Mm. I love superhero um, question. Okay. So not a villain. Or not, not fighting a villain, but I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull a villain. Well, I'm gonna pull an anti-hero. Okay. I would love to see the Red Hood Marvel. Oof. Okay. Oh, they like because you know we got we got Frank Castle. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, Frank Castle and Marvel. Yeah. That's cool and all. But could you imagine like true to life anti-hero? This dude's just like, I'm upset, and angry at the world. Right. I don't um, see I don't see him and him and uh Frank Castle feuding. I see them that's a buddy cop thing. Oh, you like to kill bad guys? Oh, I like no, to kill I was bad just talking guys. about them feuding. I was just talking about having another anti-hero cuz Frank Castle's really the only anti-hero I can think of in Marvel, honestly. Yeah, he's the I only mean, I real anti-hero. I mean, you got yeah, uh, I would Deadpool cons- kind of. He's not an anti-hero. He's just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, he's just an asshole. Yeah, um, yeah wrong. but who would he fe- feuding with? What would I? You know, was, I think yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see him feud with with Warmonger. 
Okay. That would be that would be really entertaining. Like both ex military and like assassin skills and stuff. That would be that I like first like as for as a first villain, that would that would be pretty dope. I dig it. I dig it. All right, Joe. Uh, I mean, well, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Technically, he's, Zach's not done yet because you pulled one from the. From, oh, I got. Oh, yeah, I got to pull Marvel. They got to pull the opposite now. direction. Yeah. Um. Marvel wise, uh, see, I like smaller characters, but uh, Marvel wise, I think I'd pull. Uh, I'd I'd pull Bucky over. Okay. And I would like to see Bucky take on. Um. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, Buck take on like Lex Luthor or something. That'd be kind of entertaining. Okay, because Bucky's kind of like the strong arm, and he's not completely stupid, but he's not like the smartest one in the world either. I feel like oh, he, I, I feel like he'd get captured by Lex and turn to Lex's minion after that. He he got double dipped. I dig it. All right, Joe. I mean, I think I'm pulling Batman over to over to Marvel. Hmm. Cause why not? Cause my man keeps getting shit on anyway. Might as well pull him over. <laughs> Go to the MC to, to no. the MCU. Maybe I should bring Batgirl with him. Cause fuck that. Like uh, she, <laughs> she, she's getting all dumped on too. Um, yeah, and I, I would have him fight. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a real tough one. I might just have him join the Avengers and say fuck it. He can fight Thanos. Or he can fight whoever they're gonna fight next. Like, I don't know. I I, I haven't joined the Avengers. Say that again. Say that again the right way. What? <laughs> Say it again the right way. What? What's his name? Oh, Dan- Thanos. 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 I'm. You know what? We're we're gonna Shang Soon. Shang Soon. Famous. We're gonna send you back to school. Famous. Right. Who you pulling? Famous. Who you- who are you pulling over from uh, Marvel to go to DC? <clears throat> That's a tough one too. I mean, hmm, maybe pull Deadpool and have him go up yeah. against the Joker. Oh no! There you go. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty interesting. They're, they're would be. at least they're the comedy in that movie would be absolutely fantastic between the, between the two of them <laughs> yeah. going back and forth. And I think that's where you get like, I don't know, man. Like, I can't wait to talk about our topic of the week because you got it's, there's so much shit just happened in the last week. So, so hello, much less that. scary. I could just imagine. Hello, less scary Pennywise. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this yeah. asshole in the spandex fucking uh, uh, BDS suit over here? It's yeah. like uh, that that line in Hancock. Whenever um, Mike Epps was like, hey, hand job. Yeah. Get over here with that yeah. tight A Wolverine outfit. Hand job. <laughs> that movie is actually not terrible. This is great, dude. I love that movie. I saw I that, movie that movie in the theaters. I freaking rolled. I thought it was so Did good. I paid money to see that movie. So, <clears throat> I, I, don't know, I guess I say I enjoyed it back then. I don't know if it holds up now, but like, you know, I don't know that I love the, the weird romance stuff they had going on. But I thought I think that the humor and the action was really freaking good. You know, Mike Epps calling Hancock handjob was just <laughs> I that was hilarious. Handjob's like the porno version of that movie, though, right? I I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I don't visit. I don't frequent that website, Joe. If it exists, 
All right. That being said, I am pulling Wolverine into the DC. I'm going to make him go up against Batman's rogues. I would like to see Wolverine just straight up go against the League of Assassins with Ra's al Ghul. That would be pretty good. Got some one-eyed Wolverine patch, freaking slicing and dicing, rocking his katana. Um, And then, uh, you know, I, I initially I was thinking Batman. You know what I'm saying? Pull Batman over. But the more I think about it, the more I, I just don't think that's a good fit. I don't know that there's a villain in the in the the MCU that is suitable for Batman. I just don't know that they the, the villain styles are just too different. I agree. And and I just don't I don't know. I just don't know that, that would work. So I think what I would then do is uh pull Superman over and then have Superman fight fight it out with all the you know like your um who's the guy uh the big giant guy all of a sudden I can't remember his name that eats the worlds freaking oh, his name. Um, oh goodness Galactus? the big purple guy with the helmet Galactus, Galactus yes. yeah yeah superman versus galactus you know and have him take on something crazy like that or even the uh even thanos you know what I'm saying superman versus thanos because it wouldn't be a a uh, wimpy, you know, crybaby Hulk situation where he, you know, he finally get someone lands a punch that that stings, and then they freaking ruin his character for you know the course of three movies. I mean, it they built be, that up know, so well, and they just killed everything in one. They killed everything. Oh. They killed him. They killed the, the um, Thor. These were excellent, well established characters, and they freaking made them the butt of the jokes. And I think has anyone crash. seen Thor: Love and Thunder yet? No, I'm not watching it. I'm I've heard I've heard it's gotten really good reviews. I heard it's really good, but I heard like so what I've heard the mo the the biggest criticism of that movie is it's too short because it's the shortest Marvel movie. I think it's only like ninety like it's it's less than two hours. So for a Marvel movie that it's pretty terrible. And it's got the it's the worst rated Thor movie and it has the biggest drop off. Wow, it's the worst rated Thor movie? That's fucking saying something because like half those movies are fucking trash. Like, yeah, dude, it's the What do you mean? Dark rated? World and Ragnarok yeah. were fan freaking tastic. Dark bro. World's okay. It's it's way better than the first Thor movie, which is absolutely I like abysmal. Dark World better than the first movie. I did not like Ragnarok. Like I just but I don't like that Thor. I don't like the goofy Thor. I don't like the the comic relief. Like I just think that like God dog is one of those things where it's like, oh man, we made somebody laugh with Thor. Let's do it again. Oh, let's make him laugh again. Oh my gosh. Let's make him laugh again. Let's make him fat. Let's make it. I just, I don't know. I just, you already have Chris Pratt. Why do you need a, why do you need a Chris Pratt with a British accent? I think, I think Fat Thor should have got his own series or like montage series on Disney plus where like he shed all the weight. Yeah. Like I would have watched I, that shit. That would have yeah, been six episodes know. of something I would have watched on Disney plus. I, me personally, I, I, but see, I just, I don't know. I, I, the Marvel movies are good movies overall, but like what they did to Thor and what they did to um, Hulk, I just thought were unforgivable. Personally, yeah, I like Morbius better in both their movies. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, but let's move on. You're, you're, it's Morbin time. Your, your, opin- <laughs> your opinion's been invalidated. Morbius was not a bad movie no. at all. I know it was, it was a it shitty was movie. It wasn't a bad movie. It was shitty. No, it was not. It was a shitty movie. It wasn't a bad. No, it was not. It was. It was not bad. Then again, was, then again, your favorite Batman is Batflick, so yeah. You're right. The best Batman. So the best Batman. Batman. No. 
You know what? The best thing they ever did was cancel freaking Batgirl. All right. So Games and Games Media writes in and says, what is your favorite movie death? My favorite death? Optimus Prime. Movie death. Optimus Prime because he's a pussy. Uh, I don't know. Dude, I just watched a bunch of those. (laughs) He's out a few times. Yeah, but Optimus Prime in the in the cartoon movie that that death was like just so well done, and it like and heartbreaking. It, it was, but like as a kid, I was like, "Oh shit, they just killed Optimus Prime!" Like that shit happened. Like you never see a hero die in something like that. So I was like, "Oh man," or like when they killed Duke in GI Joe, I was like, "Whoa, GI Joe!" Whoa, we just killed Duke. That movie's fucking trash, but you still kill Duke. Dang. But yeah, yeah, Optimus Prime dying and then like Rodimus Prime terribly taking over so badly that they have to bring Optimus Prime back from the dead. Like, bro, you did such a bad... It's like it's like WWE being like, you're so bad as champion, we gotta make the other guy babyface to make him champion because you just suck. So, I don't like... A- well, alright, we're not gonna get into wrestling yet. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> so, um, I would say my favorite death is... You guys ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah, it has been a very long time. Yeah, she's <laughs> been that, fantastic. When she stakes that one guy, and he's like, Ugh, ah, Ugh, and he's like kicking the 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 door, <laughs> he's kicking the wall, and he just like dies for freaking ever. Does she make a comment? Are you just gonna die or something like that? Something, yeah. <laughs> or can you just die already? Just, yeah, yeah. It was just so good. It was just like so dumb and comical, but yet like it kind of fit that world. That show's so well written. Well, I was talking about the movie, but yeah, yeah, that show's good too. <laughs> there, ain't, there ain't too many people out there I've ever heard that didn't like Buffy. But. Damn, man, that Chaos Bleeds game for PS2, fantastic game. There you go. Yeah, I got to go. make a full circle for all our video game fans out there. All right, now Gagam also writes in and wants to know what's your favorite video game death. Cat, cat from Halo and Halo Reach. It was so, it was so well done. And I guess I guess all the rest of Noble Team was that they the, the their deaths were so well done, and just added so much to the story and just made you feel so much. They were, gotcha. uh, yeah, they hit you right in the in the in the feels. One hundred twenty five million percent. I I would say uh, Jesse in Final Fantasy remake because she's the best girl. She didn't deserve that. She didn't deserve it at all. Yeah, she died kind of early, uh, didn't she? I just played yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like yeah. she died kind of early. Well, I mean, she dies towards the end of the game, but I feel like, yeah, she dies early in the story. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Dom from Gears of War 2, just because I didn't expect Dom to die. And uh, is it Gears of War 2? No, Maria dies in Gears of oh, War 2. It's Gears of War 3, Dom dies. Yeah. Maria. I didn't expect Dom to die, and it was such a good, sad build up. You, a- you could have been an asshole and said Maria. Maria! Maria! But yeah, it was uh, it was one of those things where I was like, man, this has got me in the feels. This has got me. That's my brother. That was my brother. Dom went out for the cause, man. Yeah, he did. Hey, what about you, Zach? Did you uh did you give us a good video game death? Uh I did. Way to pay oh, attention, Daryl. What did you say? I don't remember already. I literally just said noble team. Oh yeah, yeah. You said cat. That's right, cat. And then you said all. Oh, no, I said cat, and then I said, and then I said noble team. 
Yeah, you know what? You know that, why that didn't register? Because I was trying to think about. Wait a second, who's the chick in the Halo show who um, took out her her behavior implant? Uh, I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. You haven't finished it yet? Oh, dude. No, it came yeah. out in that year. So, all right. So, I've been preoccupied. As soon as I it, like, I've been preoccupied watching anime with my wife, and we also watch Stranger Things too. Stranger Things came out and took precedence over like everything. Gotcha. Well, um, and then I picked up my Power Ranger role playing game, so now I'm being a freaking nerd and watching through all the Power Rangers again. Oh, yeah. Mighty Morphin. Uh, already finished it. Finished Zio. Finished Turbo. I am. Damn, on you are making some moves. Right now. Damn. They're only like twenty that's minutes. How, that's they're, how they're you know the Halo show off. is not good if he's done friggin' done all that and Halo came out months ago. There's Dude. there there's only tw- there's only there are only twenty two minute episodes. And you can watch all of them. So the the I guess the best thing that Power Rangers ever did if you follow the Power Rangers official. Oh, what the hell! It's all everything is free. What's it? What's it on? What streaming service is it on? YouTube. Literally, just playing YouTube. You can watch every every season for free. Wait, really? Yeah. The whole life's a lie. <laughs> I didn't know that until I like I was like clicking around and I was mad because I was like, man, I want to watch In Space, but it's not on like any streaming service I have for free. And then I literally was clicking on YouTube, and I was like, you know, what? I, I watched a couple of the, uh, like the fan made ones. Do you like In Space? It, it, oh, In Space has probably got one of the best stories out of ever, out of any of the seasons. Storyline wise, like writing wise, they had they 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 had one of the best the, the best stories. It's crazy. Like people talk about that show, but like I would say the worst seasons are like the Mighty Morphin ones, only because they had no like congruent plot lines. Except for uh, like, they had plot, they, they had plot lines. They were just, uh, they were very campy. I mean, they had, they were they had a, they, they had a, take my monster. They had, a, <laughs> they had a few good story arcs, but I felt like they weren't like, like the later seasons after they got rid of that cast. They actually had like a through plot line through the entire like season. There was like a, there was an actual like beginning and end point. Yeah. Um, like, like I said, but th- those back then were very campy and they were also trying to keep up with the Super Sentai version, um, which is a little bit different. And then, so fun, fun fact, um, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie and the Turbo movie aren't canon to that universe. Interesting. They don't, they're, they're not part of that storyline. They, uh, so the, the, the Power Rangers television series canonically is in the prime universe and there's actually a couple series that they released that are not the prime universe but i can get more into that at a later date maybe we should do a power rangers deep dive show oh oh yeah we're gonna make daryl watch power rangers again uh the the first three seasons are on netflix so you can watch it ad free there daryl i'll do it i'll do it so oh just mighty just mighty morphin's on there right that's it on on Netflix, and then I think two of the newer ones, like Ninja Steel or something like that. So I'm watching them through because where I stopped, I stopped watching as as a child, like, and I didn't keep watching when I was an adult. I stopped it like Mystic Force, I believe. Damn, you got that far? As I guess a, well, you're, yeah, well, you're, a, you're way younger than I am, so like, I'm 26. But as a teenager, like, yeah. I got like I, I was like 12 or so, like when that show when when that season came out. Bro. So I was like, all right, this is where I'm stopping, and like after that, I just got like anime and stuff. So. I got to see the first movie in a movie theater. So I did too. I'm so good. Oh. Both. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's prime, bro. Living through that was that insane. Me- that was like 
dude, living through that first gen. I mean, I mean, we're getting on tangent here, but living on the first generation of Power Rangers, it was like crack, bro. Yep. It was like it was like Ninja I Turtle was, crack. It was the biggest thing. It was like I ever the did. second coming Ninja Turtles, bro. It really was. Yep. Like it yep. was like, oh man, like as Ninja Turtles start to die out, Power Rangers just like took that like energy and just like amped it, amplified it to like a thousand. And if they didn't fuck up with that stupid Venus de Milo turtle, I think that turtles live action show with the ninja turtle with the people with with uh, um, Saban behind it, I thought I think it would have been a great show. But they shot themselves in the foot by adding that fifth turtle that no one really wanted. Yep, yep, yep. I agree, dude. Uh, friggin' Power Rangers and that Power Rangers movie, and then going to like Burger King and stuff, oh and getting, <clears throat> getting McDonald's, the, McDonald's, the Power Rangers movie figures, McDonald's, Was it McDonald's, yeah, figure with the car. Oh, Each Megazord had a car for the for the for the movie. Yeah. Oh man, I had all. So, so my sister worked at McDonald's at the time, and she used to get me all of them. Yeah, I had I had two sets of like all of those. Dude, I, we had those figures, and we take them to school. Man, we had our our uh, our Power Ranger Pogs and our Power Ranger Slammer, Power Ranger Thermos and Lunchbox. That freaking getting it at lunch, dude. You didn't want to come out there on uh, recess if you had your Pog, you had your Slammer, you ain't had your t- your your uh, freaking Power Rangers. Uh, action figures, you weren't nothing, especially the ones that had the like you could pull their belt down and their heads head popped. Yeah, morphin' time. Yep, oh, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. <clears throat> it wasn't it, there. You didn't pull, uh, pull their belts down. It was a button on it. Was it. A button on it. Yeah. Um, I actually, yeah. ha- I actually had a couple of them. It was, it was like an actual like spring loaded button in it. If you had it a certain way, it would flip really fast. But then you had to, then you had to move it back the other way. Dude, shout out Josh Adams. He's got all those junks in the box still. Damn. A couple years back, I was trying. I was buying uh, Power Ranger action figures. Did you re-release them all? And stuff. I think they did. They, yeah, they did, but that, but that, they're those aren't the originals. So but he's got the oh, original ones. Yeah, know, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. got them all, dude. He's got them all in the box, man. Like it's legit. Yeah, I just bought a, um, I just bought a re-release Raphael figure because they re-released the uh, the first six figures again this year for the turtles. And I bought, I bought Raphael because I buy every Raphael figure I find for like any set that they ever make for anything. So I just keep them in the box. I don't look for open. Dope. 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 All right, Diego writes in says if you could. Take a great movie you've seen and have it be a video game instead, following the same plot, uh, but with extra you know content put in. What movie would you choose to become a video game? Oh man, <clears throat> I got one. I do too. Go go ahead, go ahead, Daryl. We'll let you go first this time. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh hell yeah! God, that movie's such. It's a basically a video game anyway. It's a master. That movie's a masterpiece. The movie's so. Good. I get that shit on Blu-ray, so I can watch it any day of the week. I still don't own it on Blu-ray. I got it on. Uh, I've got it, and I think my my, my I can't remember mine's a Blu-ray or DVD, but I got actually I got it in my room right now. Um, I was gonna watch it the other night, googling it right um, now. But uh, dude, the the case I have is like uh, it's like a VHS VHS sleeve, but you pull the the, the case for the disc out, whatever. Dope. It's so cool. God dog man, those freaking dudes. See, that was like cool because oh like God. that was like Mortal Kombat characters in a movie before Mortal Kombat was in a movie. Because you had those dudes, you know what I'm saying, that like had like the lightning powers that looked like Kung Lao. Oh shit, it's five dollars a target, bro. Dude, get it, get that jump. That's like the that's uh, uh, Zach. Have you seen Big Trouble in Little China? I have not. That's why. I, that's that why Kurt I have no comments here. Directed oh, by man. one of the greatest. It's directed by probably either. The, the greatest or second greatest horror director of all time. Oh. It's good. John it's real good. That, John that's Carpenter one you is sh- amazing. 
Yes, dude, John Carpenter's Vampires was great. Freaking Jericho, what? Yeah, dude, yeah, you gotta watch it. It, It is so worth your time. And purchase. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Just bought Big Trouble in Little China. He's like, I'm not buying video games. Leave me alone. (laughs) Exactly. I bought a a Blu-ray for $6. I actually actually bought a, a, a memory card for my daughter's Switch and went to buy her a game and they didn't have it in the store and she had like a temper tantrum so we had to leave the store. Shit was crazy. I hate that junk. Oh man. (laughs) I was pretty fortunate man. My kids did pretty good in stores. I didn't have too many of those. We've had our share of issues in in public places with kids but um, I'm pretty fortunate I didn't have too many of those walk out the store. Now I did have some some real bad uh <laughs> freak outs at dinner, you know what I'm saying? Like when they were babies. Yeah. So that sucks. That does suck. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, big trouble in little China, one thousand percent. So what kind of game would you make it though? Uh ooh, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I don't know. I would style an action game. Uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid, maybe, because you know he, you did have to sneak into that place to to try to save that chick, and there you know while the so you, you remember in uh, Metal Gear Solid Four mm-hmm. how like the war's going on, but you're sneaking in and out of buildings and kind of trying to hide away from everything while all the action is taking place, and even that that scene when uh, that vampire character comes down and kills all those freaking dudes or whatever, mm-hmm. and like Snake is seeing all this stuff. But he's doing his best to like not have to interact with it, like that. On top of the fact that like, you know, Snake's character is loosely based off of Snake Bliskin. Uh, I would definitely say I would definitely do a, a third person stealth action Metal Gear Solid. But instead of a, a lot of gun combat, I would have you know a lot of hand to hand combat, almost like a beat 'em up, you know, Sifu fighting style kind of thing. I honestly think if you gave if you gave that game to any developer, I would give it to Suda Fifty One. Oh, dude, he would make it wild oh, as freak! God. Oh my god, and him and Grasshopper together making that. Oh my dude, god, dude, Grasshopper making a big trouble little China in the vein of freaking Killer is Dead. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, and Shadow uh, of the Dam. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. I think we just built the greatest game that could ever be ever be built. Jeez, I think I think that right there now. Be... Someone call Suda now. Get his number. Get oh that man on the God. horn because I need this game. Like yesterday, Dude, could you imagine Suda and Kojima like tag teaming like, any game? Oh my gosh! Well, tag teaming Big Trouble in Little China Head would explode. That would be literal insanity. That that's just that's crazy. Yeah, Zach, that's definitely one you should watch. We should do a, a, a Super Loot Bros on Big Trouble in Little China. Oh hell yeah, I'm down. Next month, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's such a good freaking movie. Get your ass I, on uh, Target.com. It's five dollars and ninety nine cents. People buy Man, it now. If 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 I charge anything to Target, my wife's gonna she's gonna I smell Target. Yeah. Oh no, I gotta go on. I bet you. I bet you it's on a streaming service. So I don't probably know if it is. I'm gonna Google it again. I'll Google it again. All right. Well, here you go. While we're looking at while we're we're discussing the next uh, question, 
I'll uh, well, look it that, up. Well, well, you're the well, you're the only you're the only person that got to answer that question. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I the next question. He gave uh, the definitive nothing, answer. There's literally nothing better he than that. Uh, I, I would I, I would pleasantly disagree with that. Okay, go for it. I would love to see the crow built into an open world. Oh. Brandon Lee's crow in, in an open world. Oh man, I would love to play as him. Like, and I, I just want that darker open world game because we haven't really got anything like that. And it, it'd be like an Arkham game. To yeah, it would be like an Arkham game, but I want it darker. I want this thing like straight M rated. Like like what like what a like what a good Punisher game should be, but Ooh, yeah. but but like darker because his universe is super dark. Or even, or even a really good spawn game. There is a really good spawn game. What is it? There was. Dream, Dreamcast one's good. The Super Nintendo one's good. Oh uh, well, I haven't played either of those. So sorry. Yeah, All good. right, go ahead. Well, I mean, Joe, you and I kind of tag teamed it. So yeah, but I, if I could, I mean, I want, I want a. So I either want one of the two things, and they're both made by the same studio. I want super massive games to either make a Nightmare on Elm Street video game using using like the vein and the style of like Until Dawn, or I want them to make a game based on like the Scream franchise using Until Dawn, like that type of I game. Wait, I was waiting for that. It'd be fucking amazing, like like what he could pull um, off, what that studio could pull off with that type of you know engine and. What they did with Quarry, with the little I played, yeah, I'm excited. So, so I would, so I would agree with, um, I would agree with a Nightmare on Elm Street being Ooh. that type of game, but I would, I think I'd agree more with Scream being a survival horror game. That'd be cool, more in the vein of like Clock Tower, bring that there kind of go. gameplay back, where you have to hide basically. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool, and then, like find like resources, like find a knife to 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 slow him down, or even like a child's uh, or play like, game, so, like or like set traps mm. and stuff like that. That would be really cool too. A child's play game where you have to where you have to keep yeah. running from Chucky like continuously. Yeah, that would actually be kind of fun. Because like I feel like he's like one of the only killers where like it's not a whodunit or like not a well, it's like. It's just like you have to fucking just keep escaping like constantly or a Jason one like that. Like I would love a sequel to Friday the 13th, the game. Like and I would love them. Honestly, I would love the same studio to make the game knowing what they know now and what they've done like going forward. I would love to, to make it. And I really want them to just call it Friday the 13th part two. I think it would be hilarious. The, they just well, called the it worst part, part about that. Worst part of that about that is, is it's funny what can make what, what can make games like come back to life again and of course a tiktok made friday the 13th come back to life it's it, honestly it's crazy how many people are playing it right now yep it's been revitalized again all, right? all over all over a Katy perry song being played over one of the characters dancing naked at over jason's body it's okay that's I, all you need i just yeah no, i mean you know Katy perry man <laughs> <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah they, uh, so a uh, quick little update uh, Big Trouble in Little China is available on Hulu. It is. Oh, sweet. I'll watch it yep. right after we get off of this shit. I've got it on one of my screens right now. Think, you think, gonna, you gonna think some, we're getting off of this? You're funny. I'm going to make popcorn, and I'm going to watch that movie. Oh, my gosh. I'm, so my wife worked her last night shift last night, right? 
So she's she's gonna be tired. So she's probably already asleep, and if she's not, oh, you know, she'll go to sleep like a normal person tonight. But I will be going to bed watching Big Trouble in Little China, even though I got it on right now, just kind of in the background as we're recording. <laughs> I'm totally, totally uh, going to bed watching this. Dude, imagine a Big Trouble in Little China Town fighting game, Daryl. Dude, yeah, I'm t- I'm saying I'd be all about it. Be so, beat them up, I'm be cool. Get the people who made there's a there's a comic book, Big Trouble in Little China. Get Rockstar to make the fucking to beat them up like they made the Warriors with that art style. Dang. You said seafood. Did you actually play seafood yet? No, but I just watched some like I want to play seafood like badly. Um, you have a lot of games to finish there, you. Yeah, I know. We all do. That's a that's the the gift and the curse of our of our hobby. Man, I have yeah. been washing. I have been power washing this backyard the whole time we've been talking. Still not done with it. It's ninety six percent clean. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I love how you are talking about power washing things. And people are like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" But you're playing power washing simulator. So <laughs> we, well, I mentioned power washing simulator. We're good. You did. You did. You did. So, all right. What is our next question? Oh, our most memorable. Uh, our most. What is our memorable moment involving Vince McMahon? What is your most memorable moment involved Vince McMahon? Oh man, that's a good one. That's a hard. Vince was a pretty, uh, pretty. He's an OG man. He did some stuff, and uh, I was quite a big fan. Most memorable moment for me. I don't know that I have one, but since I've been just marathoning through, um, the Attitude Era. As I've been working, like I've just had one of my screens, just attitude era stuff. Um, just his inability to take a stone cold stunner without botching it. <laughs> like it's that just sad. It's like, are you serious? Like still dude, he, for, for 20 years, it's just been the, but my dude took that, he shit does on that the, like gigantic wiggle. My dude took that <laughs> shit on the rag. Like every Monday night, you think at one point he'd be able to take it. Like seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't know. I, um, I don't know that I have a single moment, but just watching all of these videos, you know, of of him taking the Stone Cold Stunner and just you know, him with the uh, corporation and then the corporate ministry, uh, his just his feuds with Stone Cold were legendary. So uh, I just you know, right now, as soon as that thing. Popped it yeah, as soon as that question popped up. I'm like, yeah, definitely some of the most memorable stuff is just him taking stunners poorly, and he just took the worst one at 79 years old at WrestleMania. Like it was one he almost fell over trying to take the stunner. So yeah, but what about you guys? Anything? Any Vince McMahon moments just kind of stand out? Uh, when he got his head shaved at WrestleMania. Oh, that was such a good one. That was him versus Donald Trump, which was the funniest yeah, part. Hair, hair versus hair match. What was it? Yeah. Lashley versus yeah, uh, Lashley yeah. versus I think it was Triple H. Umaga. No, it was somebody. It might yeah, have been it was, Lashley it was, Umaga. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I the bad thing is, is they didn't matter. It was the friggin' Battle yeah. of the Billionaires. Yeah, <laughs> you were there to hear. Freaking, and then Donald Trump giving him the the freaking clothesline. <laughs> I was just like, dude, that was a billion dollar clothesline right there. That was amazing. So, 
But yep. Joe, what about you? His commentary. 100% his commentary. He's one of the best wrestling commentators of all time. And it's just because he was not that great at it. <clears throat> but he was. Like, his voice was just such a good commentating voice. Like, he's up there with me with, like, Bobby the Brain and, like, Gorilla Monsoon is, like, my favorite WWE commentators of all time. Like, yeah. I always like Tony Schiavone a lot. Just he's never still- a Schiavone fan. I th- it might just be a nostalgia he just has thing. The voice. Just, yeah. It might just be, I just remember hearing, I mean, even Eric Bischoff was a good commentator. I like what's his yep. face, the really bad one. I, lo- I like, like okay. Just so, 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 so notorious, notorious wise, and the person I always love to hear on the mic because he's like in character, but he's still really good at commentating is Taz. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. And I hate to say it, but he's better at commentating than he was at wrestling. Mm, I don't know if that's true. He's be- yeah, no, he's better at commentating than he was at wrestling. Hundred percent. I, I was never a, a Taz wrestling fan. A huge Taz nope. fan. Human suplex machine, man. He was the suplex machine. Get you the yeah, I like, uh, so uh, I just matter of fact, speaking of wrestling, I just got through watching the whole angle where um, uh, Jr. had his uh, second episode of Bell's Palsy. Oh, and geez. Michael and Cole actually, replaced him. They actually make and jokes then, about it, don't they? Yeah, they make whole jokes. So he's a heel for a little while, and he has um, <laughs> he has a a little desk built in front of the commentator table that says Jr. on it. <laughs> and so you got him and Michael Cole on the headsets, basically saying the same thing. And then you got uh, you got the King sitting there saying, "Yeah, yeah, I agree exactly with what Jr. said." Not you, Michael Cole. <laughs> it's just so dumb. But you got, you got Jr. just out there on his little tiny table in front of everybody, just trying to call the match. You got Michael Cole trying to call the match, and then you got Jr. or excuse me, um, Jerry Lawler talking about how Michael Cole's an idiot, but he's saying the exact same thing as Jr. So good, dude. Wrestling was so good back then. Everything mattered. Everything mattered. Everybody mattered. Yep. Big Commentary difference. team. The big difference, man. Everything. Everything had a story. Even the commentators. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but we're also in, we're you know we we've talked about it before. We're in the PG. We we're still in like the PG area. Now we're in the people pleasing area. Yeah. Well, they, they're supposed to go back to TV fourteen soon, isn't it? God, I hope so. That was I, I read an article a few weeks back saying it was going to P, it was going from TV thirteen to TV fourteen, which TV fourteen is the Attitude Era. So. We that shall would be see. Fantastic. Shall see. I mean, Triple H is at the helm, so at least we're going to get good matches. Maybe a little less bloodline. Thank God. So, I don't know what they wrote themselves in a corner. Like that's the problem. Oh yeah. Yep. They wrote themselves in a giant corner. All right, Diego writes in and says, "This is specifically for Daryl. Uh, don't forget to toast to your kid growing up so fast and speeding up the process of making you a grandpa, so you can enjoy the grandkids." Yeah. Um <laughs> you regret telling that story yet? No, no, no. I think it's I think it's hilarious. I actually didn't expect um to get the amount of of uh response that we did because I got some personal messages that of people that when apparently when I told the story they thought it was really funny. I didn't realize it was even gonna make anyone laugh, much less, you know, inspire questions being written in. But you know, it's funny. In here, I mean, like, like I said, everything's kind of open and, and 
there's nothing off the table uh, here in the house. And, you know, we've been having just candid conversations. So today we were sitting over there at my grandma's and she was like, so do we still have a girlfriend? Just kind of like getting ready to tease him a little bit for having his little girlfriend. And I was like, well, bad thing is grandma, he's, he's tied up in a love triangle. Now he's got two women fighting for his love. And he's like, what, 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 what? like trying to act like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, you got, I said, ever since you got your girlfriend, then your, your, your ex decides that she wants you again. <laughs> I was like, and y'all are talking every day. And, uh, it, it's just been, it's been, it's been funny out off, you know, off mic. I've just been giving him a hard time about it. So, but he just, he plays it out like he's shocked. But I tell you what, this morning he had his phone plugged up on the counter downstairs and, uh, our homeboy had a missed call and text messages from his, uh, yeah, from, from, uh, my goddaughter. So it was, <laughs> it was quite adorable. She, a matter of fact, she called him the other morning. We were getting ready to go to football practice. And uh, she called him to tell him good luck with football. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that, tw- that preteen love. Preteen love. <laughs> and, but it's funny because we always tell him. We always joke. I mean, since, since they were little, we've been saying that he and um, my goddaughter are going to get married. That's, that's kind of always been. Both families are very much like, yeah, we, we both, uh, we, we, both families endorse this marriage. <laughs> and so I've been joking with his dad about what the, um, uh, what do they call it? Whenever when they betroth you, yep. the, um, what, what are the dowry? Uh, we've been joking about the dowry for a while. So <laughs> uh, it, the bad thing is, is, uh, his mom is, or yeah, her mom's kind of expensive. So if she has anything to, to say, I'm gonna go broke on this one. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, but it's a, it's a good time. So, and we've been keeping it, keeping, keeping it going. So, um, you know, we'll see how things go in the future and I'll keep you guys updated. And, uh, you know, before you know it, I might be, a, I might be a, instead of resident Daryl, I might be called, uh, you might just call me gramps on the show. Uh, you hope not. I hope not for like at least, at least 10 years, re- at least re- re- year. resident pappy over here. Oh, nah, I'm your pappy. <laughs> but if they, but if they are, but but if they are true preachers, kids, you know, one of them might might get a get get the opposing partner pregnant before the age of eighteen. So the idea was get out of the preaching game before my kids are old enough to ruin my reputation. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I did have a speaking a preaching engagement a few weeks ago and. I, my grandma asked me today, she asked me if I'm preaching anywhere anytime soon. I was like, no, nah, I don't have anything booked. i lay low for about 10 years until my kids are all out of that, you know, <laughs> teenage hormonal age. So I don't have to answer for their, uh, their sins. <laughs> Essentially. <yes. laughs> it's okay. I'll say the words. That you, I'll say the words that you want to say, but you can't. It's so funny. Cause I grew up with preacher kids. You're right. And like, it's funny. Cause I would like, we, we were not, we weren't raised um, religious people like as, as kids, you know what I'm saying? Like that was something that I, uh, that I discovered and found, you know, later in life as a teenager. Um, Granted, you know, we were a very traditional American family, like, uh, yeah, we believe in God and the constitution and uh, give us our guns and uh, keep the government away from us. That's pretty much the, you know, very stereotypical American values that we were raised with. Um, 
But it was funny because I found myself gravitating to preacher's kids as friends. And uh, one in particular was just like, <laughs> yeah, he was the what you'd expect, you know, preacher's kid. His dad was an awesome dude, um, you know, preached at all of our church camps and all the things that we went to as teenagers. Uh, and he, he used to hire me to do yard work for him and stuff like that. So I, I really enjoyed, I loved their family. I just got nothing but respect for the family. Uh, but my friend, um, he was, you know, typical preacher's boy. And, uh, so I've always joked that I was going to get out of the game before my children <laughs> made me look like, look like that. So <clears throat> I'm officially, uh, not taking any more speaking engagements for 10 years. So, all right. Here we go. This week's official topic. So, I've been waiting to say this again. Twa, 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 twa. There you go. There you go. We're glad to have you back, Zach. We missed that. So um, this week, we're going to be talking about the current state of DC and the Warner Bros. Discovery merger. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of news and stuff came out from this this week. And, you know, this is not a news show. But every now and again, something is so, you know, I guess, important and prevalent to our interest and our audience's interest. No, it's we got to talk to Daryl talking about Batflick. That's what's no, 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 no. Well, OK, that's going to happen regardless. Yeah, but yeah. I did not choose to do this. The, the Batflick life shows me. All right. <laughs> so this is actually that. <laughs> this was a this was a Joe idea. And then MZ backed it up. So I was I was actually going to be a little more reserved and save it for the Patreon. You're both fired. You know what? Now I got to show up and defend my man's honor. So here we go. Currently, uh, DC has released a lot of news on projects that they canned and their up going, their upcoming plan moving forward with their movies. So some of the biggest news to come out of it are two films got nixed 100%. So Batgirl got nixed after being filmed and then Supergirl got nixed after i think all they've done is principal photography but i gotta be honest it looked terrible the stuff that i saw um the only thing that has really come out that seems like it would be disappointing at all out of this is that michael keaton was supposed to reprise his role as batman in this particular universe now just to kind of give a little bit of context for other things that are going on dc before we kind of jump into our opinions the flash movie keeps getting pushed back in the new flash movie uh it's inevitably supposed to end with a flashpoint paradox and the dceu is supposed to be rebooted very similar to how things are rebooted in the comic books um the flash will go back in time he will mess up the timeline and then we're going to see a bunch of different versions ultimately leading to a reboot of the dceu now in this Flash film, we're going to see Ben Affleck reprise his role as Batman, the greatest Batman. And then we're also going to see Michael Keaton reprise his role as Batman as the second greatest Batman. So this film, because the rumor is the reason why that it keeps getting pushed back is because Ezra Miller keeps getting into a bunch of trouble and keeps doing a lot of really stupid, crazy stuff because he is, in fact, an insane human being. Um, and also we got the update that Ben Affleck will be making a cameo in the new Aquaman two film. And there were some photos of him, uh, backstage or on set or wherever, however that stuff works out with Jason Momoa, 
those two were hanging out. Now that continues what we know of the DCEU. Some of the reports that were coming out were that Ben Affleck is actually replacing Michael Keaton in those scenes. So at some point in time, the studios, and there's been a lot of shakeup, there's been um, a complete change in top tiers, all the, the staff. Um, Warner Brothers and Discovery Media are merging. So there's been a changing of the guard, and Discovery has been very vocal about investing in the fan fandom of the Snyderverse. Okay. They have even gone as far to say, why would you not give the fans what they're asking for? You have everything already. Now, um, I forget the guy's first name, but Hamada is the guy who's been kind of running the DC, uh, you know, DC for a while. And he was very much, you know, get away from Zack Snyder and the DC EU and let's go do the Marvel thing and make things a little bit lighter tone, a little bit campier. We'll even go as far as to bring in a director from one of the Avengers movies. And we got that really crappy Justice League film. So that being said, it seems like when the when AT&T purchased Warner Brothers and DC and all that stuff, and then they were selling things off, um, Warner Brothers and Discovery merging together. Now there's new leadership. Seems like there's been a, a, a tug of war it, during this changing of the guard and the vision of what they were going to do with the DCEU and now what they're going to do with it now have been very different. So Shazam 2 got pushed. It got pushed back. The Flash has been pushed back. Supergirl's been canceled. Batgirl's been canceled. Ben Affleck is now back in the seat in the Flash and in Aquaman 2, and then the Joker 2 got its Harley Quinn. That's Lady Gaga. That's kind of the, well, also, let me get throw a little bit more in there, and then we'll dive into it, dissect it. Um, uh, the Rock has pissed off all the fans because he is calling the DC uh, universe the Black Adam universe now, and he's been booed on stage because he has mentioned that they don't know who Superman's going to be. The fan base only wants Henry Cavill. They don't want anybody else. We still don't know what's happening with Cavill. the man. Do what? I want Henry Cavill. Yes, I agree. I think that is, he is Superman. Henry Cavill wants to be Superman still. So, um, so the rock has, you know, really agitated the fans. I actually read a couple articles earlier in the week about how, and a lot of screen grabs and tweet grabs and stuff on how people are like the this is the rocks using the black adam character as a way to boost his ego and make the whole dceu about him but he doesn't realize that the black adam is not a huge part of the dceu um and so that's going on so we don't know who's going to be superman we got the rock kind of moving forward and saying hey i'm going to be your way forward we got all this shake up and then we keep getting more and more commitments from Batfleck after he said he was leaving based on the way things went um, with the studio shakeups to begin with. So that's all the information. Uh, Zach, we'll start with you because we know Joe's going to have a mouthful. Um, what do you think about all this? Um, so we talked about it slightly a little bit before and I was trying to save it all, but um, I don't think they should have canned Bat Batwoman, Batgirl, whatever there was. They spent $90 million on it. Just released the damn thing. Like, you've already had money. It's already in post-production. All these people have done all this work. You, what's what, what's the worst that happens? Instead of canning it, uh, you you release it and no one likes it. Cool. No one, no one likes it. And 
but you still, you know, that all that work wasn't necessarily completely right. not, complete nothing, you know. And we know they can do that because they did finish the Snyderverse. I mean, uh, excuse me, the uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League. So we know right. it's not out of the realm of possibility to to go and fix this and finish it and then release it on HBO Max. And you can buy the Justice League Snyder cut version on Blu-ray and DVD, but you can't get the digital version because it is for their streaming property. So which, it's kind of uh, like which uh, which to to piggyback off of their streaming property there. Um, if if everyone doesn't know, they've already announced in June of 2023 they're going to be merging Discovery Plus and HBO Max. HBO Max will be a tile on Discovery Plus. So yeah, which I yeah. hope they don't do with that the way they do Peacock, um, pri- or the way WWE increase. is with Peacock because it's trash. I hope that the app is good because the HBO Max app is really good. Yeah, and the way it functions as a service is really good. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree as well. I just hope, honestly, for me, I just hope there isn't a, a like a stupid price increase because they're 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 throwing it on there. Which it wouldn't with the way everything's going lately, it wouldn't surprise me if it was. But one can hope. Yep. Yep. So, do you have any more opinions out on everything that with the shakeup? Besides, they shouldn't have canned the film. So, so they're going into more of a like we were talking about. They're going into more of a, an MCU. Uh, yep, they said type, they have a ten-year plan. T- t- yep, type like fate, like like plan, like they did. Um, I think that's a good thing because th- that will give them the time to focus on the quality of movies that we're all looking for. Um, without necessarily maybe the quantity. I would also really like to see, so like we're getting really good stuff with like Teen Titans and like Doom Patrol and stuff like that on HBO Max and like solo shows. And Marvel's been doing the same type of thing um, over on on Disney Plus with with like Captain America and Falcon, WandaVision, stuff like that. Um, I would love to see more of that. That would be freaking fantastic. Um. Yep. Like, that's that's really the biggest thing. Like, I would like to see. I, I want to start seeing some like solo shows. I want to see some characters that have got that that have love in in the in in like the different series and stuff like that. I like to see them start start getting a little more love. Like, cool, we got a Teen Titans live action. We've had we've had a cartoon though before. Doom Patrol is really cool because we've never had anything like that before. But like I said, I would. Oh, excuse me. Oh, all that work. Um, but I, I would like to see like like Nightwing get his own series, even yeah. though he is in Teen Titans. Like I'd like to see like a Bloodhaven. Um, I would, I would love to see like like they they're still talking about the Blue Beetle. That's still up in the air. They yeah, don't know if that's they're, they're going. Yep. Well, they they haven't. They is it. As of right now, yeah, yeah. I read an article this week that said it would show the ones that are still moving forward, and then the ones that were canned, uh, Joker and Blue Beetle were still moving forward. And then, of course, right after that, they announced okay. that um, Lady Gaga is going to be Harley Quinn. I mean, she was in, in talks for a while to be Harley Quinn, apparently, because yep. they're making a musical. So, so going to be a musical. Oh God! Yep, that's why they brought Lady and, Gaga. And, and, oh, that's not okay. Because I think she was the, cool. The, bird, in like the Birds American of Prey was, story. 
Yeah. And Birds of Prey was trash. That was so bad. It, it it was, but they they tried making that one kind of like musically. It was Madonna it was loves that movie. Good. It was not. Good. The movie's so I'm su- bad. I'm, su- I'm surprised that they sold any pops for them. I'm surprised that they didn't. I mean, I'm honestly surprised. Like the movie did really bad. But honest, actually, no. It did, didn't it make money at the box office though? No, I I don't think it was like no, this it, devastating it, flop, but it was it not. Om- a big, it went almost straight. It went almost straight to digital. Yeah. It didn't. Well, it came like right out in the pandemic, in the heart of the pandemic, so it really didn't have a leg to stand on, unfortunately. And that's probably how it'll get kind of kind of glossed over. But the movie was just so bad, and the acting was terrible. She's not terrible. Everyone yep. around her is terrible. Right, right. That's I think Harley Quinn right. was the best part but good lord man like this i mean and like everybody talked about how great the huntress character was and like although her action scenes and her character was cool the her acting and her facial expressions were just you're not a you're not a mary elizabeth winstead fan no god i wasn't a fan of anybody in there especially black canary i thought that was the way that they they handled her character dinah lance or whatever version of her they were going with. It was just so bad, dude. I'm like, this is not my black canary. No one's black canary. No, that was trash. So what about you, Joe? I mean, you, you've had some very strong opinions of this whole thing. I mean, it's, like, the show. it's crazy. Cause like they have no fucking direction, like none. Like it's like, it shows you how different, and worlds apart like Marvel is versus like DC as far as like handling their cinematic universes like Marvel has a plan DC's like kind of have a plan but we're gonna rush that plan because we gotta we gotta we gotta compete with Marvel like right. they should never have had that like thought process is they should have just tried to replicate what Marvel did and take their time but they wanted to jump ahead five steps like Marvel put all the groundwork in place Marvel took their time they built all their characters up and they laid the seeds for all their epic movies to take place. And not for nothing, like Marvel is starting to fall flat a little bit. Like a lot of people say this last phase is the worst phase they've done so far. Like it hadn't, it, they did nothing this phase. Nothing yeah, happened. This current phase has been kind of Trash. boring compared well, to. Well, it's all yeah. fucking TV shows. Like the thing with Marvel is I'm getting sick of having to watch 10 TV shows to be able to watch a movie now. It's like, it's too much work. Yeah. Yeah, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was a really big, uh, a really big like indicator uh, of that. So like commitment, I enjoy. It, yeah. Well, it because you know to to kind of understand why, and spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it, you're you're way past the threshold, anyways. Um, they should have 125 million percent like not done WandaVision to because like that like if you didn't watch WandaVision like the reason she was pissed off really didn't probably didn't make a lot of sense to people. Yep. And I I could I couldn't I couldn't finish WandaVision. I thought it was so bad. And then like this whole thing happens with her and I'm like, well I'm assuming this is because of WandaVision, but like I don't have a clue. Like the movie itself was really well put together, but like I said, if you didn't watch WandaVision, some of it like you just didn't understand. I didn't watch WandaVision. But like, for, like my wife watched it, so I was like, yeah, well, I guess I could kind of get 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 this a little bit. But like I said, it was still kind of difficult going into it without that knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting, and I agree with both of you guys actually. So like, like 
I think that we're dodging a bullet with this Batgirl movie. Yeah, I don't. And I think I, I think it could have been decent. Oof, I don't know, man. I just I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of faith in it. it it's, it's just too. It's so. It's it's like a bunch of noise. It's like it's like to me, this has all of the markings of the Birds of Prey, right? Like th- they came out of the gate saying, hey, we're going to, we chose our bat, bat girl as a person of color. And that's what you led, that's what they led with. And then they're like, oh, by the way, we're also bringing back the Commissioner Gordon from the pro- DCEU proper. And then it's like, but we're going to have cameos from Batman, from Michael Keaton's Batman. So it's like, wait, what, what world are we in? You know what I'm saying? Like, what universe is this? They let it out with three different, like, strands of, wow, 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 three different strands of, of worlds that they've built, you know? And it's like, well, okay, wait a second. Are we doing, is this DCEU? Because you got the Commissioner Gordon from the DCEU. But wait a second. Now you've chosen a person of color for Batgirl. So is this Earth 2, like Robert Pattinson's, you know what I'm saying? Um, like universe because we're Commissioner Gordon is a person of color, and it's like oh no wait a second this is this Mike wait Michael Keaton's the Batman but wait he's got he's already got Batgirl yeah Alicia Silverstone is Batgirl so like you see the, the the jumbled up mess right there it's like well what is it what are you doing it's like how does this universe tie together like how is it possible yeah. for these universes to tie together they're just mixing right. things together because that's what they want that's what the fans want. They think they they think that's what we want, but like they're not listening. They're not listening to what the fans want. It, like the fans have asked for continuity since day one. The the fans, the DC fans, and I like to consider myself one of them, have asked for two things: either you pick a continuity and stick with it, or all of your stories need to be Elseworlds, and that's the way you approach it: standalone films that are self-contained. You know, which that's a DC thing. You know, DC has the multiverse. So then a couple years ago, I think it was two years ago, um, you know, DC's like, hey, we're going to be moving forward with the multiverse and we're going to tell different stories in different universes. We're not just we, we're going to have the DCEU. But we're also going to have the Titans universe. So you're going to have a Batman in the DCEU. You're going to have a Batman in the Titans universe. But then we're also going to have the Earth to Robert Pattinson universe, you know. So, so the promise was we're going to get all these different stories. Yeah, we're going to have our Joker over here, but we're also going to have Joaquin Phoenix's Joker over here. Well, then you meet Bruce Wayne in that fi- in that movie, and Bruce Wayne is a freaking preteen. But again, they don't. But they don't explain this, and they don't. They don't. It and that and that's the problem. They're not explaining it on the PR side. They're not explaining it in their individual films, and then they're also not explaining it in their overall continuity and decision making. So the problem has always been with DC is they that you're right the the studio heads do not know what they're doing or at least it doesn't seem like they know what they're doing and then the directors are all trying to make their own movies but there's no Kevin Feige tying it all together and don't get me wrong I'm not a Kevin Feige fan but I understand that he does good work and his overall organization and production and passion for the MCU has built some phenomenal Phenomenal movies and a phenomenal story. Now, that being said, you got this big... So you had essentially what led to the first wave of disruption in DC, and that was when Zack Snyder's 
daughter died and then he needed time away from the film, they replaced him with Josh Whedon. So then you got a bunch of reshoots, a bunch of cuts and really bad CG to stitch together a more Avengers MCU style version of the film that was created. And the film comes out, it was poorly received by the fan base and they immediately started calling for the original version that we were promised with the original director. So then we have what almost five years go by with the fans really going to war on social media against Warner brothers to finally get the film that we were promised in that time. There was a whole changing of the guard and then AT&T had purchased Warner brothers in DC. So then what we get is this kind of half step where we're like, well, we're, yeah, we're kind of continuing this because we gave you this justice league film you were asking for. And then we're also going to continue with wonder woman. That's also in that same continuity. Yeah. Oh wait, we made a billion dollars for Aquaman. So yeah, we're totally keeping Jason Momoa and his Aquaman. Like we love Ezra Miller, we the studio, not we the the fans. So we're going to do the Flash movie, but they can the Cyborg movie. Stupid. And see, and that's one of the things that goes kind of largely unreported is how Ray Fisher Cyborg has just been just destroyed. Which I thought he did a great job. I, I think too. the I version thought he was good. I, I agree. Like- I yeah. like him as cyborg, and but his essentially Josh Whedon cut him out of the film. So then you get Zack Snyder's version, the Snyder cut. You get a lot of the cyborg stuffs put back in there. He's a much more important part of the DC EU moving forward, and he was supposed to get his own standalone film. That's what was promised. So we lost the cyborg film. The Flash film had been had gone through multiple iterations. One of which, where Ezra Miller actually tried to write this, write the script himself. So we get this flat, this this flash flashpoint, and we're we're almost promised like okay, we're going to do like a big reboot, and then that's what's gonna, that's going to be the big reset, which is cool. But fine, I'm fine with that. You know, that's very DC in style. You know, you like you instead of doing a phase and then doing another phase and then doing another phase like the like, like MCU, you you do your phase, and then you explode the universes and start over. Then you do your or, or or like you know you do your multiverse stuff so whatever so what we ended up getting out of all this was just so many different stories with no real direction on which ones or or what so on the MCU side at least everything makes sense now you kind of need everything to really know what's going on on the DC side now you can just pick whatever you want to watch and watch it and essentially it's it's self contained but then it wasn't because it was like okay here's the DCEU so originally it was. Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Man of Steel 2, Justice League 2. That was supposed to be the original art. From there, you got Wonder Woman, Shazam, and Aquaman. You're originally going to have The Flash, and you're going to have a Cyborg movie. Okay? You ended up getting Wonder Woman, which was really good. Uh, Aquaman, which was really good. Wonder Woman 84, which sucked major monkey nuts. That movie was absolutely awful. <laughs> That movie was terrible. It. it was so bad. It was cringy. It was so bad. So right? don't waste my time. Got it. No, Wonder Woman no, 84 no. is a You can watch it because I want to do like, we could do an extra episode on that. Oh my gosh. It's so yeah, bad. That, like it, nope, I, I, The thing is, is Gal like Gadot is really good. On bad yeah, Gal Gadot is really good. Steve, the guy that plays Steve Turbo is really good. Um, What's her face? 
uh, Kristen Wiig, who plays Cheetah, was remarkably good in that role. And she took on a persona I'd never seen her play before on screen. But she didn't get enough screen time. Right. I agree. But the overall film, the CG, and the story itself was trash. It was absolute trash. Absolute, utter garbage. There were things about it that were good, but for the most part, it was it was it was a cluster of a movie. Now, what we originally promised with the the story arc from you know Batman and Super, so you had Superman. It was essentially like the whole thing was supposed to be his coming to terms with what he is and his place in the world, his struggle with is he human, is he alien. Does he want to have a normal life? Can he be the superhero up to where he dies? Then he comes back to life and then he realizes what he's got to do moving forward, blah, 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 being the savior of the, of the universe. All of that was supposed to end with Batman sacrificing himself and dying at the hands of Darkseid in the end of the five film arc. Okay. That's what the storyboard was. That's what was originally supposed to happen. Well, we lost all that. And then throughout all of the chaos and all the the turnover and all of the rewrites and all that trash, Ben Affleck retires as Batman. One of the saddest days of my life. Next to Ric Flair's initial retirement. Those were two times where I honestly just felt utterly gutted. You're ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Well, the ba- <laughs> the best part is both of them keep coming back, so it's like you, they're playing with my emotions. But whatever. All right. So so then. We get Ben Affleck commits to doing this Batman role with the Flash film. And then Ben Affleck says, this is one of the best times I've ever had in this role. It's been awesome. So he's saying, he's gone on record saying that like this has been the experience I long for all along. Now they got him in Aquaman. So we're like, wait a second. It was the, the, the DCU was done and now it's not. So it's like, what are we doing? Are we going, are we, are we, are we, are we trying to pick up where we left off? Are we trying to fix the problems? Because now we've had not one, but two head executive and full studio head turnovers. You know, and it's like, are you going to bring him back just to inevitably end it with the flash movie and then reboot everything? Does that mean that we're rebooting Shazam as well? You know? So it's, it's just, it's a mess and it, and it's, it's a, it's a cluster. So, I'm looking at it like this principal photography and all everything they had for Supergirl building up looked awful. They looked terrible. I mean, who the, the who woman really they picked, the damn Supergirl movie, the suit that they had, her haircut, everything was just like, no, the no. Superwoman or Supergirl? Supergirl. I don't know. There is a Superwoman in the DC proper. I mean, why Superwoman, not just make the girl that was Supergirl, Supergirl in the movie? She was really good. I like. Supergirl. Yeah. I thought that show was really well good until they made Supergirl like, yeah, we're not going to go into that. Right. Exactly. Until they did what they did with their shows, which they killed their own, they killed their own shows, you know, doing, doing stupid crap. Um, but I mean, the the guy that played Grant, whatever. No, we're going to, we're just going to, like, when they made their main villain and Supergirl like love interests of each other, I was like, this is dumb. Well, what they did Dumb. with the, the CW's biggest problem um, is whatever social political garbage is going on, it's like they immediately write it into their television show. So whenever there is something racist happening in the news, all of a sudden you're dealing with race issues written into the show. Uh, whenever there's there was trans 
drama going on. It was like, oh, wait a second. We got the first trans superhero. I mean, it was literally a parrot of one-to-one of like, what, well, what's going on socially and politically? Oh, we're going to do that in Supergirl. Supergirl was like, Super- I mean, writing-wise, it was awful. It was it was terrible. My, my, to, I mean, it was hard to stomach. My friends used to call it Super Woke. And it was. Mm. And that's the problem with the CW. The CW started off with some really excellent IP and great stories. And then they started doing that. Even in 2016, whenever the uh, the Supreme Court had declared it legal for, for homosexuals to get married, the gay rights thing, whatever. The, it was like the next week. I mean, I'm not saying it realistically was, but it was like the week or week or two after. It's like you got the Flash running and he's like going to save the day. And then it's like he stops. He hears something in mid speed force run, turns right, goes over, saves a guy, brings him down. And then it's like, oh, thank you so much for saving my husband. And he's like, you're welcome. Thumbs up. And then takes off and gets right back to the story. And it's like, okay, wait a second. Like thousand foot view. We're having a change in the culture. And then almost the very next episode or two episodes later, you immediately incorporate that into your show. And it was one of those things where it was so shoehorned. It was like, 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 it's obvious what you're doing. It's very on the nose. You're not being cute about it. You're not being slick about it. And you didn't put it in there because you thought that was best for the story. You put that in there because all of the CW shows are putting all of the social political stuff into their stuff and in there, in there immediately. And so it's very, it's very hard to enjoy the IP because it's like, Oh, well, God forbid we have a natural disaster tomorrow because guess what's going to be in the show next month. You know, and it's just one of those things where it was like, I love good writing. I don't like bad writing. And when you take, I don't care what IP you're using. If you can't tell a good story or you just want to push your agenda. And the big thing is this, it's like, even if it's not an agenda thing, even if that was on the storyboards for 10 years, the timing, everything in entertainment was very much like doing the same thing. So it felt like at everywhere you turn, every single one of the C- CW shows, it was like, oh, they're they're put they're putting their their opinions and their politics first over their writing. Like it's one thing to have things in there and have characters that line up with those things, and you work them in there in a very natural, organic way. When you literally interrupt running in the Speed Force to go save someone to introduce a character that has nothing to do with the story. It doesn't push the plot forward, but it's like this resonates with what's going on in the culture. And then you run right back into the next frame going back to chase down the big bad guy. I was just, I don't know. It's very disruptive, you know? And it's one of those things where it's like, well, why did, why did you do that? And so they did that with, with the flash and, and it wasn't like they didn't have characters of all walks of life and all orientation in the arrow universe already. You know, they had that. But it's just like when they stop what they're doing and say, hey, look, look at our virtue signaling and look at all or look at our favorite things right here. Look, look at what we stand for. It's like, who are you serving? I don't really think anyone feels better. I don't feel better. I don't think people really feel better represented because you did it in such a shoehorned way. And that's my opinion, but whatever. But it just it made all of that stuff hard to watch. And then what happens is the ratings start diving. The more they lean into this stuff, it's like, oh, then they start canceling shows. 
And they had just gotten to where they were doing some really cool stuff because they were having crossovers with the show and characters from the DCEU. Did you guys watch any of those big like um, crises that they had crossing over and they had like, like Ezra Miller's flash show up and do some speed force running with Grant, whatever his name's uh, flash. Yeah, that was cool. And, and so like the thing is the DC has like good characters. They have good IP. They have good possibilities, but they just kept screwing it up from the, from, from the top down, you know, like they're screwing it up from, from the studio decisions. They're screwing it up from the writing decisions. And it's like, why, why can't the flash just do flash stuff? Why can't arrow just do arrow stuff? Like you want to have romances, you want to have different types of people in there. Cool. We'll just write them in, in a good way or use the existing characters in the universe that already line up with that. You know, it's like that they exist. Use them. Hire a writer to do a good job. Not just like, Oh, by the way, let's put this thing in there because this is popular. This is, this is top. So I don't know. From, from, from their shows to their films, they've been a disaster. They've been a mess. There's good sprinkled all in there. There's good films, there's good shows, there's good series, there's good writing, and then there's a lot of bad. And I think that the way that they spun this Batgirl out of control, it almost seems like there's something that we missed that maybe never made it to market that would have set the stage for this. You know, maybe this Batgirl film is only possibly relevant and only makes any sense based on the outcome in the Flash film. But the Flash film keeps getting delayed. And it is very possible, which I read rumors. I don't know anything specifically like that's, you know, we we don't know for sure, but it's very possible that the flash film has been changed or something changed in it. And then now bad girl doesn't work anymore. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Yep. Like, like it's possible. And this is just my theory, but it's possible that Michael Keaton's Batman and, um, I forget the guy's name that plays Jim Gordon. And then this uh, Leslie Grace, I think was going to be playing the bad girl in this one. It's possible that they, be, they come together on screen because the flashpoint changes something in the universes and brings them all together in a way that we don't know because flash hasn't happened. And I think it's very possible that they scrapped this stuff. A, they also did say, and I, I think I screen grabbed the uh, article, but they also said on July 14th, that they had a screening and a showing of this, uh, of that film. And it did very poorly. And so their quotes when they came out were that they weren't investing in things that weren't going to be successful and they didn't want to invest in things that were not of quality. So I think that maybe like, you know how like same thing with, with game reviews, they do mock reviews, mm-hmm. right? It, it might be that their mock reviews were bad and they're like, we got, we just need to stop the bleeding. This doesn't work canonically anyways so i don't know that's a lot of information but i've followed this stuff you know i've been watching the cw shows i've been watching the hbo max shows i've been watching all the movies like i really like dc and their property and their and their characters and i feel like they have such a diverse well-written well-established like crazy amount of them available and like today, you know, the Sandman just aired on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but the the Sandman book is very well renowned. 
And the audio drama, the audio book was absolutely amazing. Um, it is on uh, Audible. Dude, it is one of the best audio dramas, audio books I've ever listened to. It is absolutely amazing. So well done. So I'm hoping that the Netflix show is really good. But then again, it's kind of like, well, where does that fall? Does that is that like an Elseworld thing? Is that like all by itself? Is it is it part of the big story moving forward? You know, with this new 10 year plan, how many things that were currently in development are going to survive and make it to the official phase? I don't know. That's the thing you don't know anymore is like what what was it's just very sloppy because like you look at Marvel and like everything they do, they it's like so planned out and there's no like yep. cancellations, they let things play out, they don't try to mess with the wheel too much. Like DC's so reactionary. It's like anytime something just doesn't go their way, like fuck it, we're just gonna we're just gonna scrap this. Yeah. Oh yeah. wait, we have five more films planned. All right, let's put out one of these films and then the rest will just cancel. Like, like what? Yeah. It's like, Oh wait, our director, he needs time off because his daughter died. F it. Let's get another one. F it. Let's reboot the film and make it like more Avenger style. You know, it's like, what? It's it's just, it's just, you're right. It is, it's a sloppy hot mess. And I, some of my favorite movies and favorite characters have come out of this mess, which is unbelievable that they can still have any good come out of it. If you, I'm being honest. Um, but man, it's it, it really is time for a better. We we deserve better as fans. We deserve better. It's it's ridiculous. I think it just shows you how good the property is, though. For it, for it to be this much of a mess, Daryl, and you still give a crap, it's because the DC characters mean a lot to you. They do. They really and do. That's, and and you know, that's why you still care. Like that's the only reason any of us still care at this point. Because like honestly, I, I was about ready to wipe my hands with DC. Like they just keep making mistake after mistake with their cinematic universe. Yeah. They just don't. They just don't have the, the care that Marvel has. You could just they don't, and it's disappointing because they have a lot of good characters that they could do a lot with, and they just yep. refuse to. So, and it, it's it's crazy because phase after phase and movie after movie. And don't get me wrong, I haven't enjoyed every Marvel movie that's that's come out. Um, but like every time one comes out and it just continues to build on the existing universe and things are moving forward, it's just like. So many hands in the pot over there, and it's a well-oiled machine. I may not love everything that they do, but there's no denying the amount of quality and the execution that the MCU nails film after film. You know, like like Doctor Strange 1 and the Multiverse of Madness, I adore those films. So good. There's no reason in the world. Doctor Strange shouldn't be one of my favorite MCU movies. That shouldn't be one of my favorite characters. Right. But they did such a good job. It's they, the quality and the bar was set so high. And it's just like, man, like they can make me walk out of a Doctor Strange movie feeling like that was I'm invested in that character. And then I walk out of a freaking Justice League movie and I'm like, what were they doing? You know, like, like when I walked out of that, that ju- the original Josh Whedon Justice League, I didn't think it was as bad as the the fan base thinks I thought overall it wasn't the worst thing I'd ever seen. And I watched it with my grandma and we had a really good time watching it together. So like my opinion of that movie is very positive considering how much was really not done well about it. And the CG and the mustache and all that stuff was just 
absolutely like botched. Yeah, CG mustache is one of the greatest memes ever. Oh my gosh, that's so terrible. <laughs> but again, just you guys got anything just else you want to add? Uh, just a CG mustache makes you realize how much they just don't give a fuck about certain things. Yeah, like like, like, like there's, there's, there's no happen? reason. Like who let that happen, Daryl? Like who in their right mind was like, yeah, we can release that on film. That's okay. Dude, it was terrible. It was terrible. And what's funny is. Like, I didn't know going into it that that was a thing, right? I bought the tickets. I took my grandma. We went to the movie. And she was so excited to see Jason Momoa's Aquaman. You know, I was excited to see, you know, Batfleck and Cavill. And I'm just like, dude, this is going to be really good. I'm so stoked about this. And then they open it up with that really somber Everybody Knows song. Or that no, you got, like, that old school Batman on the on the rooftop with the villain. You know, and then they they have the Death of Superman, you know, black and silver logo hanging over the bridge. I wore my Death of Superman shirt that night. Like it was, I I mean this this was my thing. You know what I'm saying? This was this is this is as good as it can get for me. This should have been one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. You know, like this this if handled correctly, I should have walked out of there going, "This is it. I finally got my my movie." And then I walked out of it and I was like, man, that was a lot really wrong with that. Like I've still liked a lot of it. It was like, like every, it, it's like every time you walked out of a Resident Evil movie, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Thought this was going to be good. <laughs> but after no. this, including dude, the Resident after Evil the show. Second, no, I'm not watching that. I can't. It's, it's no, no, no one has said it's good. Not a single person said no. it's good. I liked the first episode and then I kept watching it and I'm like, mm, no. Dude, there apparently there's like a dance sequence in it, and there's just the memes have been gold. So, but the fact that they okay, that's another thing that that's one that really rubs me raw because it's like their take on Wesker all the way down to the hair, and it's just like, why wouldn't you just do something a little different? <laughs> why did you make him look like a dollar store version of Blade? <laughs> it's so bad. Like, even if it wasn't, even if they did, okay, if they didn't say this is Albert Wesker, if they said this is a Wesker clone, or this is Winston, or this is literally anybody else, if they would have modeled this character off of Wesker, called him something different, I still would have been like, why does he look like a bad, like a freaking Party City version of Blade? Like, what happened? I love how you call them Party City Blade. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what he looks like. It's so terrible. It's so bad. So, I don't know. Party City Blade. Yeah. So, Emzy, you wrote in with a question asking what our opinion was on the current state of DC. I'm hopeful. Maybe, you know, Oopie. maybe maybe it's going to get worse. You know, we, we, the thing is, is, all we know since since the, man, uh, the Batman versus Superman logo was in the movie I Am Legend. All I've known is disappoint disappointment because <laughs> yep. I have been nothing but excited about this. And this should have been the golden age of my life of entertainment. And even though I stand by the fact that Batman versus Superman is an amazing film and does so much, right. It still has the Martha moment in it. <laughs> I mean, you know, everything has been botched to a degree. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't honestly say it's going to be great, but I'm hopeful. I'm hoping that I'm hoping they saved us. 
that this Batgirl movie was in fact so much trash and it doesn't work anymore that $90 million was worth the bad PR, you know? You're saying this will be like their moment to fix everything? I'm hoping. I mean, you know, the thing is that the CEO of Discovery, he is a DC fan and he loves the property and he wants to move forward and has been supportive of restoring the Snyderverse in some degree, or at least finishing it out and buttoning it up and then rebooting. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, time will tell. It could be a steaming pile of hot garbage for all we know. Here, you guys got any, you guys got anything you want to add? Nope. I nope. think I'm all set today. I think the well, plan they have going forward is a good plan. Let's hope so. They mm-hmm. have a plan. They, they, they say have it, they do. They have a plan. <laughs> yeah, well, they stick to. But it. the problem, yeah. the problem is, I'm hoping it's it, the plan is a good plan. But let's see if the execution is good. But like that is my, true. Like let's see what happens. They get punched in the face. Will they keep the plan going? Like that's that's, right. that's like I'll give Marvel credit when like a movie doesn't do well. They don't just go fuck it. We're gonna cancel six of these things. <laughs> like you can't do that. Like all that PR, all that power, all that design, like story building, all that stuff that goes into making all these movies, and then they just go fuck it. We're not making this. Nope. We're just gonna. Yep. I feel like it's working for Vince McMahon as a writer. Like, you don't know if your shit's actually going to make it on TV, but you pray it does. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Ask Freddie well, Prince Jr. Man, that I, I gotta say, I, I gotta, I gotta believe that if if ninety million, if they put ninety million dollars into a movie and then canceled it and said it because it's not good quality, I I just gotta believe that 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 they're saving they're saving us from disappointment. Well, a lot of the headshed has been removed from said position, so. Yep. Let's hope it's good. Who knows? I might finally get my golden age of DC after all, and the next 10 years might actually be enjoyable. Yep. That is the wish. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want him to ever stop being Batman, but if they would give Ben Affleck a, a good glorious exit the way they did Robert Downey Jr. That would just be like, just give him his moment. Let him have his solo film. We need the God darn bat flick film. Him versus Destro would have been amazing. We're hopeful for that. He ain't getting it now. Dude. Yeah. Casting looks so good. Batman. Ben Affleck was going to write, direct, and star in his own Batman solo film. Like, how did they botch that? How did they ruin that? He was an Academy Award-winning director. Dude, he was the bomb in Phantoms. Yo, <laughs> that's a that's a Jane Silent Bob line. All right, guys, let's get out of here. We've been at Time it for two plane. hours. Yep, two hours and fifty minutes. So I think that's a nice meaty show. Appreciate you boys for coming on here and talking shot with me, talking DC. Oh yeah. If you like what you heard. Like, share, subscribe, do all the stuff. Check out the Patreon. Vote on the next Loot Bros Game Club Dead Space review game club discussion happening at the end of the month. I really hope we continue these and these are successful and I'd love to see more and more people get involved. And the beauty is, if you made it this far and you're listening to me, 
beauty is you don't have to play it fresh if you've already beaten the game. The game came out in 2008, so you might already know Dead Space. We'd just love to hear from you, hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear your experiences. Where were you, time and place? All that good stuff. So, Joe, Zach, appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great week coming up. Appreciate you. You as well. Yeah, man, this has been do. Loot Bros Podcast, and we're the F out. Later, guys. Peace. Peace.